Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. This week on the program, you ever see Craig T. Nelson puke up a giant worm? I bet that shit didn't happen on Coach. It's Poltergeist 2. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak, child. Eric Siska. Chris Cabin. And we hate movies. Hello, everyone. Welcome to We Hate Movies. Thank you for tuning in. As always, that's right. The listener request month is just chugging along. Here we are. Poltergeist 2, also known as Poltergeist 2, colon, The Other Side from 1986, directed by Brian Gibson, who you may remember as the director of What's Love Got to Do With It and previous episode, The Juror. <laughs> also known as Poltergeist 2, a real movie, uh, which is a nice change for listener request month. Right, Absolutely, yeah. man. This, this movie fucking stinks, but it's a movie. It's an actual <laughs> daggum movie. I, gotta I, say, I, 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 I argue that, but fine. More of a movie than The Pest, for sure. The way that's, this that's, movie that was literally the bit, Chris Cabin. It's so think, I think what's the the fucking Warriors of Virtue? No, much more of a movie co- than this. That is no, no. absolutely you, not. What what are you smoking? This is a bunch of scenes just fucking jammed together with the name Poltergeist well, Two at the I top. Mean, Chris, you didn't find any moment scary. I particularly was frightened at the start of the film with this lion is roaring at us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, the very scary lion. No, His to me, name is M M. Amgem. Amgem? Migam? That's the name of the line. Amgem. Ooh, there's a, there's a haunted line at the beginning <laughs> of your movie, child. Th- there could oh, be. That's... no, y'all. The lion's roaring from beyond the grave. <laughs> yes, he's a dead lion they filmed. Yes. <laughs> well, he's dead, dead now. Yeah, he was alive at the time, to be fair. They, like, they, they filmed it, and then like what happened? Thomas Edison electrocuted it to death <laughs> yes. or something? Yeah, yeah. Because sure. yeah, you know, they're making movies out there. We got another. We're going to fry some animals <laughs> no, next. It's, uh, it's policy. Uh, Mr. Mayor started this policy. We keep a lion in a very small cage for the entirety of its life and record a new one every 10 years. <laughs> Wouldn't shock me if that was the actual policy at MGM. Who knows? Yes, even when I'm dead, we we kill the lion. Uh, of course, this is the sequel to the smash Toby Hooper directed 
and Steven Spielberg interfered with uh, Poltergeist <laughs> yep, film. Yep. Uh, yeah, you know what, Steven Spielberg, just let Toby do his thing, man. Get the fuck out of here. Thanks, thanks for thanks for tricking George Lucas into freely licensing all that Star Wars shit in the first movie. God, that first movie's got so much Star Wars stuff. One thing particularly stood out to me was the C three PO light switch, and we're in that end of that movie where everything's happening in the kids' room, and like people are framed at the doorway watching and freaking out. And I just keep watching C three PO on the wall. It's and distracting talk, 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 as fuck. Toby, I don't want to tell you your business. You're the horror guy. I'm just, you know, a billionaire. Um, I think this room would be a little scarier with a C-3PO light switch. <laughs> think about it, Toby. Oh, master, you're so good at turning me on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank the maker indeed. <laughs> oh, dude. This oil bath is going to feel so good. Yeah, dude. Right when it hits C-3PO's uh, fucking metal nuts, he says that. Anyway... Poltergeist. Uh -huh. Sure. Deuce. Poltergeist. Two. Deuce. Deuce. Uh, before, before we get off on a rant here, Steve, I think this was, uh, this was uh, requested by someone, and we do have a phone call here lined up. We're going to hear so it together. We're going to listen. We're in real time here. Let's see. This is... Uh, how many, how many uh, requests did we get for Poltergeist 2, just out of curiosity? One. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This he person Wow. Let's listen here, but this person needs to fucking enter the lottery ASAP. Hello, gentlemen. I'm Gary Dean Roberts from Birmingham, Alabama, and I would like to request a movie this, this March, and I am shocked that you guys have not covered Poltergeist to the other side. I mean, shocked. come on. This movie has everything. A flying chainsaw, an evil preacher, a vomit monster. It's got clairvoyance, cultists, shamans, zombies, killer braces. It's got Native American mysticism for no reason. And best of all, gentlemen, it's got Craig T. Nelson deep-throating a bottle of tequila. It's got so, <laughs> so much and so little at the same time. It's Poltergeist 2, the other side. I'm Jerry Dean Roberts from Birmingham, Alabama, and I'll see you on the other side. Oh, that I like is yeah. wow! Yeah. Wow, cor correspondent. Yeah, I like was he it. Had a, was he at a desk tapping cards when he was doing that? <laughs> That's the best fucking call we've ever had. <laughs> Back good to for, you in the studio. <laughs> good for you, Gary Dean. Uh, I would also not give out your whole fucking name and address, there, Gary Dean. You know what? That's up to them. You know, okay. we can't we can't stop them if they want to. You know. Get, uh, I don't know what would happen to them. What would happen to them, Steve? This is Gary Dean Roberts in Birmingham, Alabama, 1614 Robin Hood Way. Uh, you just got to go past the Exxon station, make a left, uh, and I leave my door uh, open. Hey, Roberts! <laughs> Bang! And then, the, yeah, the podcast assassins will come out of <laughs> the woodwork. They yeah. will. Now, you might think that uh, the Key Rock is actually the third one from my uh, entrance. It's actually the fifth one. That's one you want to turn over and find it. Then, like, I'll see you from the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, uh, I'll be a, I'll be a ghost by the time this episode comes out. Gary Dean Roberts, see you on the other side. Hey, and uh, real quick, in case uh, you get to my house to murder me and I'm not home, <laughs> this is my work address, and uh, I may also be visiting my ill mother, and this is where she lives. I mean, uh, we, pre we pretty much do this ourselves, and we haven't been killed. I think he's going to be okay. I think you, I think he'll be just fine. Uh, the uh, vault with uh, the gun in it is actually in uh, the second bedroom, and the code is 23789. <laughs> this, is, this is all a plot to become a ghost. Oh, maybe, dude. Yeah, yeah. Suicide by Podcast. Exactly.
Ah, oh, man. Yeah. Well, as uh, as Gare mentioned, you know, we do we start in the desert. Um, Will Sampson, of course, from uh, he's he played chief in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, uh, is, you know, out and about on this crazy. Is it a butte? This very tall. <laughs> I don't know what they're on here. It's very yeah. cool. This desert yeah. butte, maybe. Um has a little bit of a, a vision here. There's a there's a guy who appears uh, next to a fire. He's doing a chant. He sort of uh, gives uh, uh, Will Sampson's character like uh, some powers to go. You know, sort of like stocks up on energies and, and powers and things to go I, I, help assist I, in the ghosting. There's a great. Uh, he has a great look. One time, I think so the, he's there. The guy shows up, and then like there's some early magic, like the, the first move, and then he kind of gives it. Was that it? Kind of look like so. Are we so so so, so are we good here? Or? So this, I uh, this, I hiked all the way up this butte for this. <laughs> this other Grampy there, that guy's a ghost, huh? I, yeah. yeah, he's got to be a ghost. He disappears, Grampy. right? Or he does. Yeah. Well, either either that or like he's um so messed up. Will Samson. Like it's just like you, you you've been there, right? Like a guy is around and then Absolutely. he's just kind of gone. Yeah. It's just like what happened to Jerry? Oh, you left? <laughs> yeah, uh, Andrew, he's been gone for twenty minutes. Oh, <laughs> I thought he's in the bathroom. Shit. Yeah, he Didn't climbed that whole rock. Goodbye. He climbed that whole rock without any water. He's just like, yeah, <laughs> there was a ghost. And I got power. Oh, I'm gonna die. <laughs> There's some cool matte paintings around around this uh, yes. area. I uh, should say in the opening credits here, just to point out a nice, like, to say something positive about this bad movie, uh, Jerry Goldsmith returned to do the score, and I, I like the music in this movie, I have to say. I am surprised so many people did return. I guess it's a paycheck, but this I feel like this series would have been better as an anthology type of thing. Give us yes. a different yep. haunting every movie. Absolutely. Oh for, sure. oh, for sure. I like the idea of having one idea rather than 27. I mean, that's the thing. This movie is just like whatever is going to stick because like we go in a new route, the Native American route is not in the first movie specifically. And then, well, there, I love it that for the first movie where like they're just standing at a graveyard and like the guy who did the Pathmark commercials locally was just like, well, we did it before. We dug these fuckers up. We'll just move them back another 20 feet. <laughs> Just keep moving them back. They won't mind none. Yeah, I mean, which is true. Will. Yeah, yeah well, they're not. apparently they will. Oh, yeah, I, mean, well, yeah the, I guess it turns out they got pissed off about it. They don't even move the bodies in that first one. You know, they just move the headstones to a new right. location, which is right. That's right. And then they build yeah. the house on top. And, and that's got to be part of the insult, right? It's like you took my fucking name tag and moved it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, now, I don't care. I don't care if you move me, but like, if you're going to just move the headstone, that's some lazy shit contractors. I, I was expecting in this movie to them, like, Oh, we're going to give people like a proper burial or move them to that actual cemetery, which exists that just has headstones. Apparently we're told, and they, they don't, <laughs> they just leave everyone <laughs> under this ghost town. Well, no, what, what I, here's my question. That's a great, because that's kind of the next movement. The, the first like 20, 12 minutes are silent. Uh, you know, Will Sampson goes, he sees Zelda Rubenstein, he goes to whatever Costa Verde or whatever the hell this uh, uh, complex is, and they go deeper. So, my, because I, I think like there, there were ghosts in the pool, like literal ghosts popping right. up. I think, or skeletons popping up. I think 
this is like basically skeletons on top of skeletons, on, like three layers of skeletons. Right, yeah. Apparently, oh, I think so. It's a real skeleton sandwich. Exactly. Yep. A secret tomb below what would then be the uh, cemetery. It's kind of interesting ground we get here with this Kane uh, character being basically, I guess, Joseph Smith. <laughs> Something like that? Yeah, yeah, like a cross between like Joseph Smith and Jim Jones, I guess. Yeah. I, was Smith, I got th- Smith was the Mormon guy? Yes. Correct. Okay, good. Yeah, I like thought maybe me- I was talking about Pocahontas's dude. Like Meek from Meek's Cutoff is also what I kind of got a <laughs> feeling for. Like, yes, just, exactly. Like he just like is, is leading this band of people and they all starve to death. Which is cool, actually. Yeah, it's that's kind good. Of, and I think this guy, uh, Julian Beck, who plays Kane is good um they definitely he had stomach cancer and died shortly thereafter and that was definitely part of his audition process He's, he was like wow i never got a big role like this in my life it's so so crazy well and i'm sick and I, I, you sure it's okay that i'm sick oh it's very okay that you're sick <laughs> it's excellent we're gonna ooh, save ooh. so much money in the makeup <laughs> department because this guy will be dying on our camera <laughs> You know, I've been uh, I've been talking to all the other fellas who are auditioned for the role. They all have cancer too. It's fun. Uh, uh, is, is, that's just a coincidence, you say? Yeah, he attended the uh, premiere of this film as a ghost. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, he, also, he died before he came out. He also, at that point, was saying at the door, "Let me in! Let me in!" <laughs> oh man! <laughs> it's raining out here outside the premiere. <laughs> oh boy, why is it my coat getting wet? It's so um, great. <laughs> we should talk about the poltergeist curse, right? That's that's this is part he's definitely part of it. He's definitely part of it, right? The big famous thing. All three of these movies in the original franchise trilogy here uh are he all knew, part of the He knew he was huh? gonna die though, right? Yeah, he he did, yeah, he did yeah. have the kids. Yeah, um, but the whole the whole thing like is from the first movie again, cutting corners here. And I I really hope this wasn't another uh, Spielberg tip to old Toby here. But instead of prop skeletons, they used fucking real skeletons for the pool scene and all really? that shit. That's it's real dead bodies, how, dude. How, how how do you how do you acquire such a thing? I think you steal it from a medical college. <laughs> That's crazy, man. And I, I, I think you're right. I think Steel, here's the thing. Spielberg fooled me twice. He definitely was on the phone with Landis during the Twilight Zone movie. Like, oh, come on, John. It's fine. It's just a night shoot. I do those all the time. <laughs> well, I like think you're right, dude. Yeah, he's like the mastermind behind every cinematic uh, mishap. <laughs> yes. Well, you know what it is, though? I think... He's trying to, like, under the guise of being helpful, take out all his contemporaries. Then I'll be the only one to direct the movies because they'll all be in jail. (laughs) It's just Landis didn't go to jail, but it's just I'm imagining just at the end of all this, it's a sword fight between De Palma and and Spielberg. (laughs) I knew you were bad from the beginning, Steven. (laughs) I should have struck you down then. It's like uh, like Highlander if the guys couldn't pick up swords all the way. <laughs> what are, Why are these Scottish swords so heavy? Oh, God damn it. Do you have a fencing sword around here, Brian? <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, I mean, so they attribute the curse starting with that. And, you know, uh, shortly after the first movie was completed, uh, actress Dominique Dunn was murdered uh, in a domestic violence situation. Um, and then this movie decides to really poorly handle that whole thing with that character. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, with this movie, uh, that dude, uh, of course, had cancer and then died shortly after. Uh, Will Sampson died having open heart surgery shortly after this movie. Then in the third movie, right, Heather O'Rourke died yep. tragically before they could finish it. Zelda Rubenstein had to leave the shoot for weeks on end because her mother died during it. I mean, all of these crazy stories because yep. Steven Spielberg told Toby Hooper to uh, use real skeletons, I think. The Look. franchise is cursed, but the money ain't. <laughs> Ooh, these haunted checks keep clearing, child. <laughs> can't be blood money if they're already dead. <laughs> oh, I, my God. Too bad I can't see any ghosts over these fat stacks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they don't tell you that you get a little token with each soul you eat. <laughs> I got all these tokens. Scare me all you want, ghosts. I'm sleeping nice and deep on this big pile of money. <laughs> oh, yeah, I man. hope you can I hope you can find me in my second home, you ghost bitch. <laughs> Cause I, I bought another house. Oh shit, ghost. Here you are following me to the docks. But can you cross over and stand on water? Because I'm getting on my big yacht I just bought, y'all. I also bought myself a replicant. A replicant Zelda to live in the other house in case you try to get me. Now, this is what oh, I want. Shit. A movie about someone so paranoid about being got by ghosts, they set up like doppelgangers and shit. Dude, do you think a ghost could tell if there was like a robot or like a Saddam Hussein-esque dupe in the house <laughs> I instead? think they should be able to, right? Because now ghosts, they're like, uh, let's say, uh, I guess the soul of the, the human husk that we're in. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The, so shouldn't the they, skin suit, yeah. They should immediately identify with other souls instead of just your fat you know, human body. Yeah, I right. would think so too. I think well, they would be able to, but a clone, quick question, what if you got a clone? Oh, that's a great question. Ooh. And if you get a clone, let's say you clone me and I mm. and the clone dies, does that clone have a ghost? And then do I have a ghost and we have two ghosts of me? Because this is a great idea. Clone Ooh, ghost. Ghost army, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh -huh. I, I think they pitched all this as part of the plot of Poltergeist 2 <laughs> and they only cut out a little bit. <laughs> they used most of it. Well, we should say this movie, I mean, it's a total hatchet job by the studio. Ooh. It comes in at like 90 minutes almost exactly. Apparently, the original cut was two hours and 21 minutes. Can you imagine watching this movie for almost double the time? Nope. I think you could split the difference, get to a buck 45, and this movie would at least make some sense. You but, know what I mean? Yeah, sure. I But I wonder if that was like a, an assembly cut number or just like what he acted. Did somebody actually come into the studio and be like, yeah, I got Poltergeist 2 for you. It's two hours and 20 <laughs> minutes long. <laughs> I think everybody's going to rush to the theater to see this one. Like, yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I don't believe I, that. I, I have a hard time yeah. believing that. Well, here's the thing. I mean, look, the first movie is, is pretty. It's right up. It's two hours. It's right yes. there. It's an hour and 54 minutes. Like. I could see it being a thing where it's like 
the sequels more loaded because it's the sequels. So you got to do more crazy shit or whatever. I could see that easily going to two twenty. I, I just I I don't but I feel like we were cutting movies down in sequels anyway. Like anytime yeah. a sequel comes in, they're like, we want it a little shorter than the last one. If uh, it's a I, bad sequel, dude. and this yes. is that, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think the like the pacing is kind of a problem in this movie. It feels very slow. So I feel like you you tack on that extra like twenty something or what what thirty minutes. Then I think you're really just never leaving the station. Well, that's what I mean by <laughs> this not really feeling like a movie, because like the whole middle of it is the is the mysticism stuff. Then it switches into all kinds of different shit. It really does. And like I'm just like, where am I? Am I supposed to care about any of this? And yeah. I can't. I can't. There's no way I can. Um. So he meet, Will Sampson meets up with Zelda Rubenstein. The other they find. A cave I found the core. There's a <laughs> presence. Like this is core. a weird. Here's the thing, right? Ghost core. Yeah. <laughs> I think what I thought the first time I saw this movie. This wasn't the first time I saw it, but with her like being at the site of the house from the first movie, and then Will Sampson is coming in. I was like, oh. Is this like she actually has like a team of paranormal something or other and like Will yeah. Sampson's her co-worker and it's like we've been chasing this spirit through the desert or whatever and honestly might be a more interesting turn for the movie. It would Absolutely. be if she was part of a guild that'd be great because you know yeah. like she would be calling Max von Sydow and be like oh no I'm not interested. In the suburbs, <laughs> no. The Middle East is where I will go. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, Father Marin himself could yes. have been in this movie. You yeah. say he's part of the guild. I think. Got it. Well, okay. They lose the what the other lady, um, the drunk from the first movie, who oh. has her team of ghost uh, catchers there. Yeah, she's just not right. even mentioned at all. Um, Should have got although- Lynn Shay. It was an interesting turn in that movie, the first one, because th- those were guys were kind of phony in a way. Yes. And then they had to deal with a real thing, kind of fish out of water thing. But she's like, you know, uh, uh, what's her character? Zelda Rubin's scene. What's her character name again? Uh, Tangina. Oh. Tangina yes. is so like ingrained in it that uh, it's a different level of a player here. Right. Do we know uh, also how much time is supposed to be from the first movie to this one? Not too much because they yes. still haven't figured out their living situation. At the I think start right, maybe so, around a year, possibly. Right. Maybe okay, maybe I made that yeah, up. yeah. You know, I think you're right because I think yeah. they have a phone call with the uh, the mortgage people, and they're like, "What do you mean the? Ho-? They're just telling us the house just disappeared, and that they, they're not going to give us our money back." <laughs> oh right, <laughs> all, the, all the thrilling back. the uh, the thrilling scenes of Craig T. Nelson dealing with the insurance company. Yes, but the yes. reason I was asking is because, so a year makes sense actually for this to happen because when Will Sampson pulls into the neighborhood, it is like this bombed out, like all these for sale signs. Everybody is getting the fuck out of this neighborhood because the one house disappeared. And it's yes. something they never really address like that other people are aware of what went down, oh, uh, but like clearly oh, uh, people are evacuating Cuesta Verde. Yeah, at the end of the first movie, people see what is happening, and people are also kind of fleeing the town. Yeah, you we know? miss we miss the media blitz that happens after this, where everybody's right. talking about the fucking house that disappeared, and like right. that's what doesn't make sense about the insurance. That of course they're going to pay out, or they're going to be the biggest news story of the exactly. year. Hush money is what you're going to get. <laughs> it's it's, <laughs> it's interesting right. that like Craig T. Nelson in that movie is working 
for the guy that set up the fucking town. And then he, he still got this fucking anchor of a mortgage around his neck, despite being one of the people selling these evil oh, houses. It's weird. It, he got he got a shaft on it, this. It's a year out. There's still a hard copy fucking reporter on your front lawn every day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, there is. Well, that's, that'd be a better sequel, actually. You get, like, one of the other people in this town, like, maybe the kid grabbed a piece of, like, uh, of debris as they moved out, and, uh-oh, now we got a haunt- Now we got a new haunted house kind of a thing. Yep, you know? that's right. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of vaguely a, related a, to the first one. A piece from the site, and that's yeah. all you need. Yep, right. you're yeah. exactly right. Took one of them dumbass haunted toys or some shit that was left behind. <laughs> Will Sampson uh, has a really great line delivery right here, too, because uh, they go below and they see all the skeletons everywhere. And he just goes to uh, Tangina and he's like, where's the family now? <laughs> like, these people <laughs> yeah. are not out of the woods. Where the fuck did you send them? We got to find them right now. Brian, Brian, Brian! I'm just looking at these this dummy budget. How much are you spending on fake skeletons? Let me let me let you in on a little secret here: real skeletons. Look, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna get you in contact with my corpse guy. You're gonna love this guy. You know what? He only eats rice. That's it. But uh, he's a really he's an interesting character, and he can get you corpses and skeletons in a just like that. Look, here's the thing. Okay, uh, every incident of a skeleton in an indiana jones movie <laughs> real corpse it's a real deal and i'm saving paramount pictures tons of money every time he punched a guy they died <laughs> it's all real it's a real movie we ran over people with those trucks you ever see the end of raiders of the lost ark I melted people with a flamethrower to get that effect. <laughs> I had to have that guy swallow a stick of dynamite <laughs> and his head exploded. It's just a lot cheaper that way. Look, I, I, I made Jaws. What are they going to do? Say no to me? Of course not. I get to melt a few people, get to explode a few people, shoot a bunch of people. Flamethrower rentals, much cheaper than all that costly claymation. <laughs> And I'm going to tell you something. My corpse guy, I pay him in used underwear. He's happy as a clam. <laughs> oh, man. This guy is a real sick ticket, dude. <laughs> uh, we cut to the family. And I guess they're up the road-ish. They're, they're close enough in, in, in driving distance at Grandma's house. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You get a look at uh, what we're letting this little kid do here. Oh, Letting save. her make this d- disgusting sandwich. Oh. Oh. What and, was in like, the sandwich like, again? I don't know, there's like M&M's or shit in it. I don't like peanut butter or something. Candy. Yeah. Fucking Get kids. This. What God are we doing? It. What the I mean, Stop it. Stop I, having them. Uh, uh, just, if, if I had just left the house where my child had been possessed by yeah. an otherworldly demon and then watched the house that she lived in ate by the air... Yeah. Uh, I might be like, yeah, eat your M&M's and your fucking peanut butter and your goddamn <laughs> marshmallows, no, I, too. I, Go ahead and eat whatever the fuck you like for the next at least three years. I would, I would say you're still possessed because just <laughs> no human being would eat something like this. I kind of <laughs> I agree with Chris. And my question is, how much therapy is this little girl getting? Is If it's under six hours a week, it seems a bit risky. In it 1986, just, <laughs> none. Yeah, exactly. She's getting the junk food sandwich. She's not getting therapy. <laughs> the junk food sandwich is the therapy. She was like, she was in another, an astral plane for like days, dude. You've got to get somebody to look at this girl. 
No, it was the junk food sandwich, and then she gets to always, uh, uh, whenever she wants, she can make a soda with all the different kinds of sodas. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love doing that. Tastes yeah, like guess- shit every time. The X-Files should be, like, dissecting her or something, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, The cigarette-smoking man would be chasing after this girl. There's no doubt about it. Oh, that's actually a way to go, too, right? Yeah. Government agency wants to see what she saw kind of a situation there. Yeah. And then the ghosts help spring her from prison, and she thinks that they're kind of cool now, and then it turns out they're not. Yeah. (laughs) I'm of the mind that all this stuff was actually in the two-hour and 20-minute cut. It doesn't explain anything more of what happens in this movie. It's just more shit that doesn't make any sense. I guarantee we probably had more stuff with Kane in that longer cut, which I'm into. Well... The, yeah, the, yeah. the big like battle at the end. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like the subtitle of this movie is The Other Side. They are on the other side for less than five minutes in this movie. <sighs> yeah, I, I need a lot more other side. Totally. They're fighting too that much, big too fucking much of this monster. <laughs> and the other Very side. Very too much of this side, yes. And the other side isn't like as inter- Like I was thinking of a movie clearly indebted to the Poltergeist movie is uh, uh, Insidious. And when yes. like when he goes to the other side in the first one, I'm like, that is a really wild scene. Yes, and like and this goes- scene, it's just like it happens, and then they fight, and then it's over. It's like there's yeah. no atmosphere to it, really. Yeah, and I expected more from the whole buildup of the the native mysticism in this movie. I mean, jumping to the end real quick, he just throws a lance in there. That's, that's yep. kind of like the extent of it. And like, well, I guess he knew how to go through the fire. We'll get there, but like, I feel like there was such a buildup. Yes, we're sidelining Zelda Rubinstein here, uh, and and then building this guy up to do not much of anything. She also apparently had a big confrontation with Kane towards the end-ish of the movie that they also cut, and she was apparently furious because she was like really proud of the acting that she did in those scenes specifically. And there's it's like two seconds in this movie of like it's when she's making Joe Beth Williams look at those photographs, and then he walks by outside doesn't stop doesn't say anything to them and that's the end of it that was actually a much longer scene where she goes outside like you get the fuck out of here now you understand what i'm saying child you get to step in you weird pastor looking motherfucker get out of here she was right this is good acting yeah. i didn't vote for jimmy carter and i don't like you <laughs> Oh, boy, that girl from The Wizard of Oz is yelling at me. (laughs) He really does have that peanut farmer accent. He does. He sounds exactly like him. Well, the weird thing is this is like a weird... It's not a real voice what we're listening to. It's a combination of the actor who was so weak that it was like you kind of sound like... "Eh." And then another guy who recorded all the lines, he's credited on IMDb as just doing the voice of Kane. And they combined the two of them to make that voice. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, that's what creepy. that's what we're dealing with here. Yeah, it's it's fucking weird. Very weird. But that's what I, I mean. I guess I, I guess it ultimately works towards the movie's benefit because like it is so disorienting sometimes. He's good. I mean, he's yeah. he's yeah. a chilling presence. Uh, we should say because it's almost been a half hour. Let's talk about Craig T. Nelson's mullet a little bit here. Um, oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. Is it? No, is this a full? It's not like a full mullet. This is just like a uh, a, a dude hasn't gotten a haircut in a while. A little shag. This, shag- is, this is the a, casual, the casual mullet, I would say. Yeah, it's more of a unintentional look. My fucking house imploded by itself last year. <laughs> you know, and kind I haven't had time what I'm, to go to the barber. 
it's kind of what I'm rocking right now, honestly. Because yeah. it's just like, yeah, is it? No, no, I mean it's not that not that shaggy, but I mean like you know, like it's 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 been a long time for a haircut. My my house didn't implode, but the world did. So mm-hmm. <laughs> right, uh, yeah. I mean it's it's kind of great, dude, because it, it's like. I could see Craig T. Nelson rocking this haircut at like a pool party. Mm-hmm. You know, if he was like grilling up some burgers in a Hawaiian shirt, like, hey, Andrew, oh, yeah. come and get it. <laughs> and I'd be like, right there, Craig T. Nelson, hang on a second. And he has that haircut. Yeah, if this is all that he is done, like if this is all the effects of the poltergeist incident with his house imploding and everything, he's actually doing pretty good, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Like if oh, I, if I yeah. had been through that, I would look more like that guy who's hanging out in the convenience store in Ghost World. Like <laughs> yes, I would yes, just be like I would be a complete maniac, and I would be eating nothing but like Cheetos. I would be I'd be crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, there is a little bit of this in the first movie, but it's clearly stepped up here. I mean, he's drinking through this entire movie. Oh boy, for the most yeah. part. I mean, nice. Budweiser all over this movie. Like when they go to the diner, like after the first like haunting of the movie, it th- we're told it's four thirty in the morning absolutely craig t nelson's got a beer cracked at that table well you know if ghosts start like creeping back into my life i'm going right to that bottle no i'm not judging i'm i'm literally drinking right now i'm not (laughs) judging yeah you cannot scare me if i'm drunk to the point where i think things are funny or i'm blacked out (laughs) exactly (laughs) do your worst You're gonna die in there. Wake, wake up, wake, wake up right now. You're gonna die in there. Oh come on! You're putting on the radio. That's ridiculous. That's goddamn ridiculous. By the way, I love the the vacuum. He's like checking out, and he's gonna become a door to door vacuum salesman now. Yeah, that is your classic sequel changing profession thing, isn't it? Right. Yeah, but it's like, like a pathetic profession, though. So I guess it checks out. But I, I also get a little bit of the Gremlins thing, like he's fidgeting with things. Yeah, like the dad from Gremlin. Like that is what I got from that. It's but he weird. says something about like, how am I supposed to sell these suck back five thousands if I can't even get it to? Because he's trying to like fiddle with it, and then like. And then yeah, there's electricity sparks all over it. And this yeah. is something like, about how am I supposed to sell these? And how, how does this not come back as like a haunted item later in the film? Well, it kind of yep. it doesn't really, but it does like uh, uh, it, it, there's a scene where he tries to use it and it just like bangs into a bunch of stuff and like wrecks the house. Oh, OK. And I guess like, that's sort of something. That I guess what's what it's supposed to be, but like like I technology think, is kind of like haunted. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I was checking my watch at that scene. <laughs> well, so, yeah, he, him and Joe Beth Williams are like kind of going to bed, reminiscent of their their last bedroom scene in the first movie. Uh, although she's yeah. not smoking weed, big problem. Yep, big, yeah, big problem. Well, I guess big if problem. you're in your mom's house, you got to watch it with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's actually true. Grandma's gonna have a, a fit. A, a, uh, a year out from Poltergeist, I'd be probably moving on to Pills, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I do appreciate that first film saying, like, yes, they're they're adults. They're living the suburban life. But, of course, they have a little J in the nightstand. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a, ni- it's a nice, like, see, you didn't have to throw it all away. You can, yeah, you, can ride, you can ride the line there. Exactly. A little realism, folks. Diane, I smell. Is it a dead concert up there or what? <laughs> <laughs> You're a psychic. Why don't you fucking tell me? Well, we should. Yeah, that's, that's the one thing. Because we are throwing every. Uh, there's this scene where uh, it's the grandmother and Carol Ann. And she kind of 
goes through and she's like, do you see things? Do you know things sometimes? This, that, and the other Doc. thing. And yeah, exactly. She's like, she's like, yeah, I just know things sometimes. And Stephen King's lawyers knew things sometimes too. And they're like, oh, what the fuck? Dude, they had like, they're watching this movie. There's like, all right, dial 555-487. And then once they say it, Hit nine. If if they get into legal territory, hit nine. Call the number. We are suing these people. I, th- it's, I, I think this is the Three Stooges legal theory. I think like because you ripped off so many people in this movie. If all of them tried to sue you at once, they'd get so much little back. It wouldn't matter. So they're not going to do it. <laughs> I like this idea. Yes, I really. It's a real like trying try to get it. The, through the door at the same time. Oh yeah, John Carpenter. You think you're coming for me? Yeah. Okay. We'll see how much you get back. <laughs> it's uh, uh well it's a real shinning situation for sure oh yeah it's it's like i mean they're at a table it's yes. an elderly person talking to a child about like powers that they also had and things they used to and i'm like man I, if i was stephen king i'd be so pissed right now <laughs> watching this movie well, he's too high on fucking coke. It's 1986, dude. That guy was oh, on Mars. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. that's that's true. Also, uh, yeah. This this whole this is all like the the one child's fault for looking so freaking creepy, right? Like, if you just have like good vibes, I think ghosts would be like, all right, that's cool. Like, I'm moving on. Yeah. At this point, Ooh. Stephen Stephen King is Al Pacino at the end of Scarface, except for there's nobody attacking the house. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he wrote Maximum Overdrive, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's that's his process. Say hello to a new chapter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he fell into the pool. <laughs> oh, everybody's getting ready for the it clown. Say goodbye to the it clown. <laughs> the it clown. <laughs> I forgot the name. Well, Pennywise. It's Pennywise. Sorry. Pennywise. Pennywise. I, what's funny is I was thinking about it the other day, and I was like, "Oh, it's it the clown." I'm like, "Oh, that's not that's not right. <laughs> that's not correct." Doesn't it feel like it should have been though? Like, yeah, sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, there's a weird scene where like Joe Beth Williams in the middle of this all is like, "Well, you know, why don't we like go shopping?" So they go to this mini mall. And this is some real 1986, like, hey, kids, are you keeping up? You better be, like, (laughs) losing kids in a mall thing. I couldn't believe this, especially after you've just had this crazy haunting. Like, I'm putting these kids on leashes, man. This girl was, again, in fucking, in in another plane for days. And now you're just like, Carol Ann, keep up or lose it. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, what happens here, this is where Creepy Kane comes in. And we sort of see immediately that this dude is a ghost, but he's also like able to present at the mall like an actual person and like touch people. So it's kind of weird. And he's just like, oh, hey, are you lost, sweetheart? And like, you got to start screaming right there, kid. You got to start screaming. Yeah. You know, the the first movie is scarier because you don't see a personification, I think. Yeah, I buy that. Uh, I know it's not like a scary movie, but it's like, more uh like the mystery is what was appealing about it but anyway yeah anybody anybody dressed like that i need to see them in a bunch if i see a solo person with that kind of garb out i'm running no matter what (laughs) but if it's a group i understand maybe they're quakers or something i don't Mm -hmm. understand it but one person alone absolute horror but the movie also doesn't really let you know 
if the public at large can see him or if it's just the family. Because, like, Carol Ann talks to him, of course, and he's, like, holding her hand at one point, singing her a weird Jesus song. And then, and Joe Beth Williams and the son also see him. But there's definitely also parts where, like, people are literally walking through this guy like fucking Vincent Chevelli and Ghost. And this is where you need to do, like, a an eerie check-in. And especially if you've been through what you've been through. Because, like, she's like, oh, my God, thank you, sir. Nice talking to you. Talk to you later. You got to be like, Caroline, he was a weird ghost person, right? Like, that's it. This is a eerie situation, <laughs> yeah. sweetheart. Yeah. You saw he, people uh, walk he, through him. The, the, the creep factor there was uh, making the hair on the back of my neck stand up. That's a ghost, right, that we were just talking to. And also, Joe Beth Williams, like, not at all suspicious of this guy. She's like, oh, thank you for finding yes. my kid. What the fuck? No, like, <laughs> take your hands off her. Stop mm-hmm. singing your bringing in the sheep song or whatever the shit that was. Get away from my kid, you ghost. Oh, uh, oh, say. Oh, say, do you want to go to Walden Books and look at the, at the Berenstein Bears with me? Thumb through the periodicals with me, huh? Oh, I got myself a hot date tonight. Let's go. Let's oh. go get you an orange Julius. <laughs> it's kind of like orange juice. They put a little milk in it and then a bunch of ice. I appreciate that this guy's a Christian weirdo, and I guess he had this whole like, I guess cult or whatever. But the, the fact that like you you become a Christian weirdo, and suddenly, eventually, that leads you to becoming the Beast. Like apparently, the devil is at play with this guy. Yeah, well, yeah, we're throwing the Beast around here, and I mean, that's yeah. Are we referencing the big guy? <laughs> I I, th- I think the idea is like you're. I guess he's so corrupted that now it's like you're kind of doing the devil's business. I I, I don't. Oh know. You're, yeah. You're, the beast is mentioned once in in the in the first film as well. You're supposed. Oh, okay. I think you're supposed to when she talks about it. You're supposed to believe it's the devil, but then like he turns into an actual beast at the end of this movie that looks like garbage. Yeah, uh, it's so, terrible. Like, then you're like, okay, so then like. Okay, I don't care anymore. Like it, you took right. all the menace out of that early part of her saying beast. So he's like just a demon, I guess. Maybe yeah. just yeah. like an an yeah. underling in hell. Well, not hell yet, just purgatory. Well, I do love the fact that he's like this religious nut, and then he hangs out at the mall. His ghost <laughs> is just out. hanging out at the mall. Is you know, this is a guy. We're told that this dude dies in like the early 19th century or something, right? Like, yeah. I need this guy to be walking around this mall like fucking Socrates in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> like he's got to be looking around. Like, my God, look at all the stores. Oh my, would you see that? You see that Mrs. Fields has a cookie stand in this, <laughs> in this place now. I remember Mrs. Fields. I watched her perish before my very eyes. <laughs> she never made any cookies back then. No, she just starved to death, and now she got cookies. <laughs> my word, a Spencer's gifts. Look at that. Ooh, hooly doodly. Now, would you kids like a giant pretzel covered in cinnamon? <laughs> I wish he was just a mall ghost. That's a better Poltergeist 2 mall ghost. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Look at that. A bookstore only for adults for some reason. <laughs> you know, it's the 80s. The malls were all, all the rage, and it would yes. be like yes. such a. Such a severe like uh, detriment to the businesses there, and the mall owner be like, "What is going on after night?" Like you know, it'd my, be something. My word, you, you see that they're selling they're selling Italian food here, <laughs> Italian food right next to hot dogs. 
Oh, hey, child, don't worry about it. Here I am. It's me and my team coming in to bust some ghosts and do a little shopping, y'all. <laughs> Hold on. Is that a Panda Express? Is that is that a bad train? Is that a bad train? Panda Express? <laughs> is this a zoo? <laughs> I would like to book passage to the bear country, please. <laughs> I'm trying to get my ticket at the old Panda Express. <laughs> man, you know, we need a haunted mall movie. Here's man. the title, Murder on the Panda Express. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> or maybe also if it was a child ghost, it could be a uh, a kid in King Arthur's food court or something yeah. like that. I don't know. I would love it. Oh, man. You know, you got like floating mozzarella sticks or something. <laughs> Ooh, I'd be running around trying to catch those like a kid chasing a balloon. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my, McDonald's. They let a, they let the Irish in here? <laughs> <laughs> He's horrified at what the country's become. <laughs> so, you know, the grandmother has a thing with Diane, too, where she's like, look, we're, you're not really talking about this at all. Uh, Joe Beth Williams' character here admits that she doesn't remember a lot of the events from the first film. Uh you know, and, and she's just kind of like, I want to move on sort of a thing. And she's also um, neglecting her quote unquote psychic gift as well. And yeah, just a whole okay. family of psychics, man. It's pretty all, dumb. All and, of a sudden she forgot you a second in the last movie. It's weird. Oh, <laughs> really? Weird. Yeah. She just totally forgot that her mom was psychic and all this other paranormal stuff is going on, which is oh. growing up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, uh, the grandmother isn't in the first movie, right? No. Yeah. Okay. Not that I remember. It's been a while. I didn't. I didn't get a chance to rewatch it before this. Uh, uh, so, so well, the grandmother's really not in this movie much either because she eats shit right here. There's a weird. There's a scene where like everyone's asleep and Caroline's like walking around, like making sure everybody's asleep, and like she gets into the grandmother's room, and you're just like, yeah, that lady's dead. And then like she gives Caroline gives her the kiss of death. <laughs> she literally yeah. goes yeah, up I to her she, she kisses her and then she dies now does she swallow it's, her soul there is that the idea <laughs> i think so i think that's it eric well she well, also the soul goes into the phone right because yeah, the little she, kid phone calls <laughs> this fucking shit come on <laughs> well that's the other thing too because later on uh the phone is haunted by not only her kane gets in there as well this little thing <laughs> and call waiting Thank, thankfully she has it <laughs> Hello? Oh, wait. Oh, grandma, hold on. I'm getting a beep. You're going to fucking die. I'm, go I'm going back to Grandma. Can, can we mention that this daughter, is, first of all, they bear they really neglect her in the first movie, the older daughter. They barely even get her out of the fucking the, the uh, town that's exploding. And then here, she's just not mentioned whatsoever, erased from existence. Yeah, And again, another bad thing where like the original script, there was a scene where there was just a passing reference to like the character was at college and then they just decided not to film it and then just decided after Dominique Dunn was murdered, you know, they were also like, well, we're not going to like recast it or anything like that. Like the character will just pretend it doesn't exist. But like you, Ugh. it just takes two seconds. Craig yeah. T. Nelson's yeah. pontificating about whatever. And it's just like, and with so-and-so off at school, yada, yada, mm -hmm. do like, that well, legwork movie. When they go to the diner, he should call her to make sure everything's okay in, you know, Amherst or wherever she is, you know, yep. and like just fucking throw it in there and then throw it out. Yep. Let me know that he checked in on her to make sure paranormal shit's not happening to his other daughter as well. I know it 
kind of didn't target her in the first movie. But be concerned about your but, family, fucker. Uh, but but we have more <laughs> mysticism to do. You don't understand. We don't have time. We don't have time, Eric. Yes. So, so Grandma's dead. When I think Andrew, you alluded to this to me on Twitter last night. They don't. Craig T. Nelson doesn't get a haircut, right? But he, his hair is just different for the rest of the movie. He just they gave him a haircut at some point during the production, and that's it. I mean, was that was that a, a deleted scene as well? Like, gosh, got to go to. Uh, oh, great! Your, your mom died. Better get a haircut for the funeral, kind of a thing. Like, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, because it's really like I think he still does. He have the mullet right here in the in the kitchen scene. No, where they tell the kids it's gone right here. I think it's gone there, or maybe not. I don't know. But it's it's holy it's right fuck! Right here. My mother in law's dead. Better run out to the barber. <laughs> honey, honey, are you calling our other daughter? No, no. I'm trying to see if Lou can squeeze me in at like twelve fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. That I'm you're gonna fucking die in that house. First things first, I'm giving you a haircut. Clip, clip, clip. <laughs> clip, oh, clip, clip. This scissors, ghost yeah. is cutting my fun barbecue mullet. <laughs> oh, not fun anymore. Now you gotta get a real job. You gotta buckle down, <laughs> Bucko. We're gonna give you a nice buzz. <laughs> I made you look like a real asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he just it, it's 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 one of those haircuts. Like it's so extreme. Yes. That, like, there's no way to not notice it. You know, it's not just like, oh, they kind of did his hair differently. It is noticeably cut and styled differently. What's crazy is I didn't notice it. And I'm going to blame my friend Puff the Magic Dragon. Gotcha. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that guy will get you into all sorts of misadventures. Right next to me on the couch. Usually so very guilty. He, he's your new movie buddy. Uh, Dr. Pepper is uh, on hiatus. <laughs> he's on hiatus until until movie theaters can reopen safely. And I, I know they are now at like 25% or something, but I want a big shot in the rump before I go in there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, dude. I'm not stepping foot in a theater. I'm pretty sure Puff the Magic Dragon is going to be on your shoulder when you go <laughs> hang out with Pepper and Popcorn again. Would, <laughs> you know what? It, New York State could make it a lot easier for Puff to hang out. I'm just saying. <laughs> Let's pass it. We got the legislative, uh, the New York State uh, legislature there. Come on, guys. What are you doing? Uh, they're t- too busy lying about how many old people died in nursing homes <laughs> of COVID. That's... Yeah, you so, think uh, you think he might want to have a new a, a good news story? Yeah, 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 legalized pot, whatever. Yeah, cool. Just don't write any more stories about me, please. <laughs> I'm the I'm the fun governor. <laughs> yeah, that's how he could he could save this by rebranding. Like, <laughs> right. listen, sure, I'm a little whatever with the ladies, and sure, I'm a little whatever with Grammy. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> ooh, we're partying. We're passing out drinks. Allow drinking on the streets in New York. You know, mm. let me walk down the street with a beer and a fucking puff the magic dragon to fly behind me. What's wrong with that? New Orleans rules, baby. Exactly. First of all, there are no house implosions in this area. Okay? But if there was, it was because of Puff the Magic Dragon. Yeah, I uh I apologize also. I won't actually I will not apologize. For also writing a book called I Never Sexually Harassed Anyone Ever and then publishing it (laughs) just last week before these allegations came out. The old people in the homes died because of poltergeists, okay? (laughs) Oh, no, child. It's Cuomo. He's got everybody locked up. They can't get out, child. Oh, God, it's the beast. (laughs) The beast. (laughs) 
So, you know, you know, you're in trouble when you're staying at your dead mother's house and you're trying to do some gardening and a cloud literally just comes over your house and starts pouring rain. Big problem. Yes. And then this is when Kane makes his appearance at the house again. Uh, and he try he tries to get in. It's it's and it's a it's a cool scene between him and Craig T a little bit. I think. Yeah, I think Craig T is better in the first movie, but I think he's a compelling uh, uh actor in this. Yes, I mean you can't beat Julian Beck. It, Julian Beck is so good in this scene, though. Like yes. he just like he does. He's like, well, I don't really know. I, I, I'm acting like a ghost, but I guess this is vampire rules. Let me in. <laughs> right, Let yeah, me yeah, in, please. Yeah. What is that? I, yeah, dude, we are mixing lore. Just add it all in. Like I said, just throw it all the fuck in there. Have a fucking haunted car that runs down people, too. Why don't you? You know, if you don't let me in your house, I'm just going to have to haunt your yard. And if you want to ever read the newspaper again, it's going to be kind of hard to find. <laughs> well, the only way you're going get to get rid of me is having sex with somebody else. That's right. It follows rules, too, baby. Whatever you want. You got to stick it somewhere else, Greg D. That would be Uh-oh, amazing. It's... It's a new full moon. Better watch out for me later this evening. <laughs> I'm doing that shit too. It don't make no sense. Uh, all yeah, him trying to get in comes after a lot of, and we don't have to touch on all of it, but like uh, uh, Taylor uh, is Will Sampson's character's name. He's like sort of trying to explain to Craig T. Nelson how they have to like prepare. You know, the house has to be uh, prepared to do like battle and everything, and uh, you know, Craig T. Nelson not being, you know, super sensitive to indigenous communities around here because he's like he's really getting pissed off that Will Sampson is around. Yes. And uh, he does have to have this line where he's like, oh. I've got nothing against these people. I read bury my heart at wounded knee in high school. Uh, Ye gads, is, man. Yeah. He it also turns, it turns into a real bad dad stand-up routine, racist dad yep. stand-up routine. And he's he, just like, I think I'm 116th on my mother's side. Am I right? And it's like, stop. Yeah, the white it's, guy's I'm special. 116th on my mother's side, but she'll never talk about that, I think, is yeah. the, the other part of that line. I think I should get some of that money, you know? I think I should get some of that money, you know? Uh-huh. And then <laughs> the, script also, <laughs> the script also manages to make... Uh, a a stupid like racist joke and also a dumbass cuckoo's nest reference at the same time because he's like, I mean, listen, Taylor's a nice guy, but what if he escaped from the tribal asylum? Uh-huh. 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 My favorite uh, Taylor moments compilation reel here uh-huh. <laughs> is uh i like when he's just vibing in the garden and all the butterflies around him because he's just like a dude that's chill and like that makes it so good by the way do this at home you know just be chill and suddenly bad shit ain't coming at you all the spirits you know i think you're totally right dude and you know it's it's interesting because like i think to me anyway will Sampson is the most interesting character in the movie because i found him to be such a compelling actor sure and i just i want more of that and the movie completely abandons there's there's one part in the movie where he's basically like 
Well, Craig T. Nelson, I've done all I can do. See you later, movie. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, 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 wait a second. Like, you're the best part, man. Don't leave the movie. Well, because he he comes, he, he announces himself as he's like, uh, you know, uh, Tangina sent me, uh, which should be all right. you need to know. You owe that fucking, you owe Tangina. And he, Craig T. Nelson, yes. not to be outdone with the, uh, the slurs, he's like, What's the magic munchkin got to say now? I'm like, dude, uh, she uh, yep. saved your fucking daughter's life. You should be kissing her feet, you asshole. Yeah. She sashayed into that house wearing them baller sunglasses uh-huh. and saved your daughter's life, you fucking asshole. Look, Show a little respect to that woman. Look, all I'm saying is, you know, she comes into the house and the house implodes. Okay? <laughs> yeah. You don't know what, you can't say what's going on. All right? <laughs> Oh, yeah, yes, I may, I may be diminutive in stature, but you won't even see me because now you're now you're fucked, y'all. You, you, you made a wrong enemy. <laughs> That's the thing is I think she's more of like a frightener situation. And she's like making a deal with the ghosts. And like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, both get, we'll, we'll both make out on this. Well, there is a there is a part where like Craig T. Nelson is saying like Taylor shows up. Stuff starts going bad. Like he's yep. he's in on it. You know, this is a whole setup to try to get money out of us or something. Yeah, yeah, he's very sus- very suspicious boomer white guy here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there is the scene, so there is there's a big you know spooky haunting thing that happens one night, and they they do it's like a little bit of like an earthquake kind of a, a haunting here for the most part, and this is when they escape to the diner, and it's like four in the morning. Yeah, um, I love, I love, I these love- counter ladies. Yes, dude, the mother and daughter who, like, clearly live together, even though the daughter is probably, like, mid-50s, and they just bicker all the time. And there's a weird thing where, like, is it the daughter's upset that the mother's, like, seeing some guy that's yes. a scumbag? It's yeah. kind of hilarious. Why, why'd you get me up at four in the morning for him? And I'm here sugar in here. <laughs> Diner apple pie. I don't mind yeah. I, I would prefer the lost new Hollywood classic that these two ladies are anchoring. Like yep. this, this is so much more what I'm into other than whatever the fuck is going on with Craig T. Nelson Dude, and his fucking you're- mullet. You're totally right, Kevin. They, these two ladies get back in their car. They're driving home. They pull up. On the highway, like behind a pickup truck, in the flatbed, it's just Jack Nicholson playing piano in traffic. Exactly, and the scummy <laughs> boyfriend, Ned Beatty. Oh hell yeah! Oh, yes. Ooh. Ooh. No, I'm dating your mother. <laughs> Look, I got I got you these uh, these these chocolate flowers that you can eat them, and uh, uh, don't you don't you come on, just give me a little bit of money to go to the poker table. See, okay? It's still it's the- still a haunting movie. <laughs> <laughs> that movie has got to be called On the Skids for sure. Yes, absolutely. Ooh, definitely, dude. Oh, come on, baby. Look, I bought you two cartons of your favorite cigarettes. <laughs> Second favorite. <laughs> oh, these are my backup cigarettes. I'm trying here, baby. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm going to put one out on you. <laughs> oh, no. I'm hitting the skids. <laughs> <laughs> he said it. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> woo. <laughs> So the thing that's funny about these ladies, though, is the daughter is like, I don't have time for this, you crazy old lady. I'm getting out of here. And she stands up and becomes possessed by the grandmother. And, like, she leans into the table. And the woman speaks, but it's the grandmother, the actress who played the grandmother's voice. And she's just like, you got to get back there. You got to face it as a family. You can't run away. It's already killed one of us. I'm dead. I would have much preferred her being like, are you still smoking the pot? 
<laughs> huh? Huh? Are you still smoking the pot here? Yeah, I came back from heaven. I came back from heaven to see if you are smoking the pot. It's your best. I know, and I know, I know that in, when you were 16, you masturbated in your bedroom. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> Just all the old grievances come back. You, you don't think I noticed that you cut my liquor with a little water just so you could take a nip back when you were 17? Huh? You don't think I noticed that? That Memorial Day party was an atrocity, and I'm still mad about it. Look, no, sit down. This is a 24-hour diner, and I have grievances from beyond the grave to get to. You were, you, you could have gotten into Harvard, but you were a brown girl. <laughs> what kind of mother serves ham on Christmas, really? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, dude. Really? That lady's got a problem with ham on Christmas. Yeah, she's, a, she's one of those turkey people. You can't ah. stop them. I, I, by the way, I love when the counter lady goes back to normal and the other one is like, oh, you just went funny for a minute. <laughs> yes. Fine. Yep. Well, well, that's just even Craig T. Nelson is just like they're, they're out because like, the idea is like the fu- there's an earthquake in the house. They bolted to the diner. Like, what are we going to do now? And I think Taylor is like, you got to go back. You're safer at home. And that's when the grandmother has to like, you know, intervene and be like, look, you really have to go home. And Craig T. Nelson's like, Listen, that's I don't know. I don't know what who knows what that lady was talking about. That's that kind of crazy stuff happens all the time. I'm like, dude, you again last year your daughter went yep. to the nether space. Yep. <laughs> Refusing to believe what is already right in front of his face, right? Yes, exactly. Uh, well, yeah, but that was that was all the Democrats doing. Okay. <laughs> oh, I see. He, he's, he's, he's got a center now. He knows what's going on. There is a great line because when they go back out to the car, they're in like the parking lot of the diner. Taylor is there again and he goes, uh, Craig T. Nelson says to him, uh, are you in cahoots with the lady in there? And he's got a great response. I love this line. He goes, I cahoot with no one. (laughs) (laughs) But it's insane. Yeah, that Craig T. Nelson is like, you guys are totally right. Like the second that he was like, oh, I'm, you know, Tangina sent me. Accept whatever this dude is putting out because, like, this whole scene again is Craig T. Nelson turning him down. Like, why would you refuse this man's help? Only because you're probably a little racist, Craig T. Nelson character. I don't know what to tell you, buddy. More than a little. uh, But so then he lets, they wind up going home and they let um, him move in with them, sort of, which is kind of fun. Sleep in a tent outside. I don't know about that. Yeah. I was like, whose decision was that? (laughs) <laughs> if it's because if it's Taylor's fine, you want to sleep in the yard, fine. But if it's Craig T. Nelson, like, all right, you can help my family, but you got to sleep in the yard. That's what it is. That's you know also it is. shitty. No, you know, I, I actually I can just got, get a hotel. No, we're in the yard. You can stay in the yard. I could just get a hotel. I have friends in this neighborhood. Actually, I could no in the yard. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, you know, we talked about it already, but then. This is when Kane comes to the house. My only thing about this scene is like, Craig T. Nelson, why don't you fucking gut up, dude, and just punch this guy in the face? Like, he's so like, I don't know, this old man's just yelling at me. I think part of it is like, are we supposed to believe here that he's like a little bit possessed by him right I, in this I moment? I think so, yeah. He's yeah. a little bit it's, confused. Yeah, a little hypnosis, I think, is supposed to be at play. 
That's right. Uh, I'm sort he... of a vampire. I could do whatever I want. <laughs> <sighs> Man, and, and this is also near around when uh, the the Taylor hangs with the butterflies. Also, I love that he he readies Joe Beth here for the confrontation, being like, "Children fought in wars, lady." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like they are, they are prepared if you treat them like uh, an equal in some way. And I was like, the whole children fighting in wars thing in the through through the gaze of of Poltergeist Two. I'm like, is this kid power shit? Could, yeah, possibly, maybe. But the I think he's thing just is, trying to get a no, child army going. Is that that's his there's, deal? Well, there's no. <laughs> I, I would, would love that. At the end, he's got like fifty. He's like the Pied Piper of, of Costa Verde or whatever the town is, and he's taking all these kids. Children now! Attack! <laughs> I will, well, see, I'm Craig T. Nelson. I'm going to help you fight uh, Kane, this ghost, by throwing wave after wave of other children's souls at it <laughs> so it doesn't get yours. I would, I would be more inclined to get hip with the kid power theory if it were the kids that did anything at the end of this movie but that's not what happens that's true the, for, for as much as you know taylor is saying you know you need to ready the kids for battle or whatever like they don't do anything yeah nobody like, does anything craig, craig t nelson is the one that hucks the spear at the monster at the, the end the most that carol ann does is go up to her grandmother and says you broke my heart kiss her on a cheek and kill her <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no one does anything all the car uh has got problems and we talk about the car for a little bit and that is this fucking movie we're talking about the car yeah oh well there's the christine reference i, I was it was a joke yeah, before but you're I right guess but it's real it's not like but it's like it's not fleshed out or anything. It's like, you don't know. I wish it was like Kane was out there fucking with his car, but you don't know why the car <laughs> is just a shitty car. I assumed because he doesn't have a job or he's a, he's a door to door salesman that is currently not working at the same time. Oh, that's right. How are you going to go door to door selling stuff if I cut your brakes? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see a uh, Amish looking guy under my car fiddling around? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna call my brother Billy Kane, and he's gonna he's just gonna get drunk in your living room. Billy Kane. <laughs> hey, Craig D. Nelson, man, you better get out of here. The oatmeal guy's fucking with your car. <laughs> I, I told you to let me in the house. Now we have to fuck with your car. Oh, you got a haunted car. And by that, I mean, your brakes are cut. I live in your transmission now. I'm putting ghost sugar in your gas tank. <laughs> beep, beep, motherfucker. Your life is over. I put a dead body in your trunk. Have fun with that. I unscrewed all your headlights. <laughs> a dead body in your trunk. <laughs> Oh man. Um what's gonna th oh kind of around my favorite part of the movie. I, Cause like the, you know, we did mention the middle of this movie is just like saggy slash like we're preparing for this big confrontation. It's like fifty uh, minutes of this movie is them just yes. talking about the idea of the movie coming to a conclusion. <laughs> Uh, yep, exactly right. We're just sitting around spending the middle of the movie talking about the end of the movie. But there is that great scene where uh, Taylor is outside and he's sort of, you know, just looking up at the stars. And Craig D. Nelson comes out 
just drinking tequila straight from this bottle. And wow. he, was, he goes, tequila, huh? More like tequila, am I right? You want somebody? And he's like, um, no, I'm not an alcoholic. It's three in the afternoon. Yeah, I mean, he's this tequila is going to be coming up in quite a lot of therapy sessions. <laughs> that that pronunciation specifically is going to be coming up quite a lot. Um, th- we should talk about so like they're we're all going get ready for bed. Dad's been drinking tequila all day, and <laughs> Caroline and the boy are like kind of like fighting in the in the uh, bathroom there. And he's like, "I'm just gonna clean my braces and be right down." And this is the silliest scene in the movie. It's very silly. I don't. Why is Caroline being like bedtime cop right here? Like, get the fuck out of this bathroom. <laughs> I don't I know. know. I, I kind of like, I, I mean, I really like this scene because it breaks up all the boredom that's been happening yes. before this. Like, Tetsuo the brace face is fucking great <laughs> compared to that. This brace is trauma, man. As someone with braces, uh, I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, that's terrible. Ooh, yeah, that must have been freaking you out, dude. I, I never had the pleasure. Oh, yeah, uh, I did not know that you had braces. Yeah, you you, you can't tell, but it, it did happen. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. No, I just, no, I, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're seeing post-reconstruction. <laughs> yeah, you don't want construction <laughs> with with the materials that I had. This was the best I could do. It's not. Yeah, this is this is as good as it could get, my friend. Uh, but yeah, I, I, apparently the deal was, I guess, in the script, it was a little more of a my girl situation, and this kid was supposed to be attacked by bees. <laughs> but the, like the actor, the actor playing the son, was like terrified of bees and was like, "Look, I'm not doing that. I don't know. I don't know what you want me. To, like, fire me, whatever. I'm not doing a bee scene." And then they were like, "All right, we're gonna make braces come out of your mouth and." fucking tie you to the ceiling with them or uh-huh. whatever happens here. You know, but he's, he's on the set of poltergeist too and he's being clever he's just like they're like no no we're not gonna use we would never use real bees and it's like yeah no fucking way dude <laughs> yep totally this what? kid knew with a curse i don't even understand the bee angle here it's ghost control bees yeah it's just a weird thing and it's hilarious because it's the one thing that you would actually be like it's kind of original as compared to everything else being based on stuff we already have seen before. Like a, a, a kid being attacked in a bathroom by bees would be something interesting to see. Yeah, he's like, oh, what's that buzzing coming from the medicine cabinet? You know? <laughs> yeah. I, I guess Kane just knows how to control bees. <laughs> or they're ghost bees. I, they're dead no, bees. I mean, yeah, they're ghost bees. They would be ghost bees. Oh, look at my army of ghost bees. <laughs> All ghost. All bees go to hell, don't you know? Uh, <laughs> oh, d- definitely. Wasps, that's definitely true. Wasps go to hell, and you wouldn't you think it? Yeah, that's actually pretty surprising because hornets and bees definitely in hell. But wasps in the kingdom of heaven <laughs> walking with God. <laughs> yeah, they just did- God walking around with a bunch of wasps. They didn't want a future steal. They they future stealed that from Candyman. <laughs> but the bra- yeah, so like it's, look, the braces start to come out, and it's the crazy wire thing. That's only, again as someone with braces, it was like, that was like kind of like oh geez. But then when he's wrapped up like Spider Man's zapped him with a web, it's a little it's, silly. Yeah. It gets really silly really quickly. And then like Craig T. Nelson 
uh, and Joe Beth Williams are trying to like pull him out of it, and they're getting wrapped up in all of it. And then like, isn't there some other like braces monster thing that's coming after well, one of them? Well, no, the braces are trying to. The braces turns into an arm, and it's that's trying it to is. zap into the outlet. Is the idea? Oh <laughs> yes, that's right. It's tr- these braces are trying to commit suicide and take whoever's touching with them. Yeah. Oh, exactly. I'm gonna give you a, a shock of your life with your weird future medicine <laughs> ma- metal mouth. And this Alexander Graham Bell's death machine in the wall here. Yeah, you should have went with an alternating current. Sorry, you're gonna you're gonna die. <laughs> that direct current's gonna get you every time. Uh, and so th- this whole time too, he's Craig T. Nelson screaming at Will Sampson. Right, he's like Taylor, Taylor, and Taylor's just downstairs holding carol ann and whenever when all is said and done he's like uh you know what what's going on here what the fuck were you doing man my kid was having his braces stick him to the goddamn ceiling and he's like you're such an idiot you've listened to nothing that i've told you all of that was a distraction so that this fucking monster spirit could get Carol Ann. So I was here doing the thing that I've been telling you to do, Craig T. Nelson. Uh, yeah, a distraction murdering my one son to get my other daughter isn't really a distraction for me. I'd have it now a dead kid. So look, I'm it, trying well, to keep everybody alive look, here, Taylor. If you're not ready to watch your son die, then you're really not taking this seriously. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Taylor weighed the options. He's like, here's your beautiful blonde girl, and there's your disgusting shit boy, uh, mud-haired American boy. He can go. Did you hear With what the- you, did you hear what that little shit boy said? He said the R word, just like you. Yeah. <laughs> I want to watch the end of this scene where uh whatever this kid's braces retreat back into his mouth what happens with these things yeah, yeah do we have to like clip those off or liquid what? liquid metal it just all kind of <laughs> reforms in his mouth oh yeah if i'm uh, rob, rob if i'm robbie like the next 20 years of my, like n- not not 20 years like the next two years of my life get these fucking braces out of my fucking mouth now. oh my god yes, I, I'm I'm never again. Like Craig T. Nelson isn't like drinking tequila, going to the dentist. Get him in that chair now. Yeah. Get him out. Get the thing out of his mouth. He'll go get a Visalign in the future. Like the yeah, this kid should be like, I don't care if I look like a human shark. Get these braces out of my mouth. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't care if my kid looks like British royalty. Okay, in the mouth <laughs> department, that's fine. But I'm not having this fucking metal monster in there. Oh, man. The best part of Prince Harry starting a podcast is you don't have to see his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) He's got good lip coverage. It goes down real low. Um, I do love, right, when he's he's yelling at Taylor. And Taylor's whole thing is, like, he's just trying to explain to him, like, I wasn't – it wasn't that I was sitting here doing nothing – you guys were doing that. I was protecting her because that was the idea, was, like – you know, this ghost is going to, you know, cause this braces distraction. And then while that while you're dealing with that, they're going to fucking steal the actual child that they want. They want Carol Ann. They don't give a shit about Robbie. Sorry, Robbie. And like while Craig T. Nelson is dressing this dude down for the fourth time in this movie, the ghosts even are like, you know what, man? You're being real shitty to this guy who's just trying to help you here. And Craig T. Nelson gets thrown across the room and crashes through his own like living room bar area. Oh, I was laughing. <laughs> and you get what? What is this uh, other like the 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 bright white like light ghost? Is that Kane too? <sighs> There's I other. Think so. 
The one it's who says like tell. you cannot you cannot keep her. I am not dead. Yes, and that's th- got to be Kane. I think I it's supposed so. to be him as like what what he actually is now is like a monster and what we're seeing is a projection yeah. of what he used to look like walking around. Hey, now I'm a lot being pretty confusing, right? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, and this is another thing that I think uh, uh, Taylor says at one point. He's you know talking about like death only transforms us into another state of being. His soul still remains evil, so like it's the same entity. But now that he's dead, he's transformed into another being. But it's the same evil soul. And, and then um, Craig T. Nelson's just like again, this is a deleted scene waiting to happen. Them talking about going <laughs> to a sweat lodge because. Craig T. Nelson, who's been anti uh, Native American mysticism this whole movie, is just in a sweat lodge in the next scene. I'm like, when did that happen? Yeah, yeah. And there, right before this, we also, I think, get the lines of like, the love is what he's trying to like, yeah, destroy. Like you, got, you, you as a family have to stick together, and uh, that'll help yeah. defeat it. And then, yeah, and then we just cut to like Craig T. Nelson in a fucking sweat lodge, uh, smoking up. Pretty, make pretty sweet making ba- more bad jokes more like huh man if this is a health club where's my uh where's my locker combination oh. yeah at least that oh. one i don't know <laughs> you know what never mind I, I will say while he is at the sweat lodge is when uh zelda shows up at the house this is the this tiny little blink and you miss it interaction was the much bigger scene but this is her like hi diane sorry to come announced and like she comes in and she's got these photographs and she's like you know uh that we found this whole tomb right below here old house uh do you recognize anybody in this photograph you're missing tells the whole story you're missing the joke where she knocks on the door it's all scary oh sure and she looks out the door the peephole nobody's there (laughs) knocks again and it's like yeah she's a very small woman we we, we've got it guys it's it's okay thank you brian and you know yeah you can do you could do that joke it's another 50 grand extra I don't care. I'm a, I'm a lot taller than you, and I stand on my fat stacks. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I'll do that scene, child, and then right after I finish it, guess what, y'all? I'm going to drive home from work in my new Lamborghini <laughs> y'all are buying me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting on a phone book, whatever. <laughs> um, But there's, I, I heard... I, like one of the best lines here is like she's telling the story of you know this guy and his religious sect and you know they disappeared or whatever and she but she's like yeah they were going out west to California child to start a utopian society <laughs> the way that she says society is the absolute best with this voice I love it. And uh, no, he says, the, the, but then the uh, the revelation is happening and they kind of just go into a cave and he's like, nope, it's going to happen. Don't worry. We're just going to starve to death pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like all those dudes. Uh-huh. Yeah. You do get a little bit of fl- a flashback here, right? Yes. You see it. Like just like fits and starts kind of. We also and things. Get, yeah. get a little of his motivation because they tasted a lick of her life force in the first movie and they want it. Mm-hmm. That's yes. right. Yeah, he wants to basically like possess Carol Ann and steal her life force. I guess yeah. because they were around her life force is why they're able to project now. 
question mark? They got a, they got a Entire, bite? In, yeah, yeah, entirely possible. Yeah, something about her being on the other side. You know, they're familiar with her now. And now, now it's kind of more like a two-way street for the ghosts. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sure it all makes sense. It does, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> it makes perfect sense. I mean, like at this this whole sweat lodge thing, I'm just like, did you call William Hurt? And he was just like, no, no, no. My studies were in Mexico. Not uh, <laughs> this is different. No, no, it's different. It's not altered states. I swear. Because <laughs> yeah, he he smokes up some. It's it's magic. Uh, like you see, like some cool. It's like it's like um force lightning and weed mixed together, which is pretty cool. Sure. Hmm. It's a sick combo, dude. That's some real couch sitter stuff right <laughs> yeah, there. Hell yeah. Uh, puff the magic dragon, move over. But he is, he says, uh, Will Sampson has a line here where he goes, smoke. Like he's literally like addressing the element of smoke. And he's yeah. like, smoke, fill him with knowledge. And and we do see later, Craig T. Nelson does have like some smoke powers a little yeah, bit. That's pretty so cool. it's again, it's just, it's, a, it's one last like Taylor being like, look, you've been fucking horrible to me this whole time your jokes absolutely terrible but i am now giving you one more thing in your arsenal to fight this uh spirit because by the way i am out of this movie for the next 20 minutes i'll see you at the, at, at the wrap at the end there buddy adios craig I, t nelson i'm gonna have to forcibly make you stone to make you it, it's sufferable okay <laughs> yeah that's what we're gonna have to do here just to, to tone down your like white guy rage, smoke up a little bit, dude. And yet, yeah, you don't yeah. deserve any of that money, man. So, so, so <laughs> stop asking me. I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> uh, and so, what what um, Taylor has been telling him the whole time, and now what Tangina also says is like, look, you guys, you got to go back to the Cuesta Verde house or the site of the house, and you got to go back to Cuesta Verde. You got to face down this beast. I mean, they're not going to stop following you, Craig T. Nelson. You got to gut up and go do it. But you know, it's a better idea, which I, I think is how I is just get smashed on tequila instead. You know? <laughs> yep, absolutely, yep. absolutely. Just, like, get absolutely fucking wrecked on this tequila. Yep, yep. Stealing from Barfly too. I see how it is. <laughs> There's not even like a seltzer or even a beer to cut this with. Here's no. to all Nothing. my ghosts. Oh my god. Yeah, let me get it. First of all, get a glass. Even though if you're intending on destroying the whole bottle, get a glass, slow it down a little bit. Maybe yeah, you want me to there? get a you want me to get a glass? There's just a little bit left. Are you gonna do those dishes? <laughs> the answer is no. Yeah, like Craig, Maybe- D- <laughs> Craig D. Nelson doesn't see any more ghosts. He just sees Faye Dunaway smoking a cigarette on his couch for the rest of his life. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. Uh, pretty pretty this cool. Is, this is when there's a worm in the tequila, and uh, this is so fucking dude, funny. Now you this just move is into- this is some. Um, you're like in a spoof movie now. Because <laughs> the, yeah, the worm I mean, has a little eyeball. It's like, hi, I'm a worm at tequila. Hello. It's a, Fred, it's a Freddy Krueger gag. It yeah. is. It is. It's, it's absolutely a Freddy Krueger gag. The worm is brought back to life as undead now. And presumably, <laughs> I guess, from Kane's ghost magic. I was yes. I, I kind of wanted the worm, like while it was going down his gullet, to be like, down I go. <laughs> See you in a little bit. Well, it's just the think- worm is just dancing. He's like, getting drunk. He's just in his stomach dancing around. Kane, I guess, Kane does possess the worm, right? So that when he consumes it, he becomes Kane. 
So the cane is just like, here I go, down you go. Oh, wow. You da- Oh, Ooh. yeah. Better look out. Better eat less chili. My goodness, it's it's smelly down here. This is gonna this is gonna go down a little harsher than that Billy beer that you were drinking. <laughs> My God, Craig T. Nelson, you better cut it back with the red meat. <laughs> it's like a barnyard in here. He gets trapped in his colon, haunts <laughs> him from the inside forever. Oh no! Only only one way out. All the red meat that's stuck in there is talking yeah. to him too. Yeah, it's like I can't get by. It's this a living. Thing. This red red meat wall, I can't get through to the anus. <laughs> and also, by the way, you got to spit that gum out. You can't be swallowing it. It's just gum and steaks down here. I'm trapped forever. <laughs> gum and steaks. <laughs> oh, but it is great. So, I mean, he he swallows it and immediately gets possessed. It would be awesome because he must be so drunk at this point. He's just like, Jesus Christ. Oh, God. You're all going to die here. You're all going to die here. And then, like, internally, like, he's going to be, like, Kane is like, my God, I should have possessed him long before he finished that whole bottle. I can't control this thing at all. Oh, great. I just pissed myself. Well, he pissed himself, but I'm him now. So now I'm pissing myself. And now, like, him. And- oh, boy. I'm remembering what it's like, what it feels like to piss my pants. I should have uh, possessed a bunch of hops and he would have drank me up real quick. <laughs> he he then tries to, like, have sex with his wife. And I'm like, is that Craig T. Nelson or is that Kane? That's Kane, dude. That is Kane. Ghost. And there's. Ghost stole my cock. <laughs> That's like a lifetime movie title. It is. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, because he, because he's got a bad. He's Craig T. Nelson, but he's also Kane, and he's like, I, I feel like Craig T. Nelson's doing a little bit of a voice here. He and is. He's he like, kind of you is. know, I got my needs, Diane, and then she goes. Seems like your needs have been filled by the bottle tonight. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> well, I would just be like, fucking try it, asshole. Nothing's going to happen after a bottle of tequila. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, let's see what that wiener's capable of. Okay. <laughs> Half mast at best. <laughs> you know, and you've already pissed your pants. Yeah, dude, Craig play fucking taps and fold up the flag. You're done. <laughs> exactly. It's time to put on an episode of Frasier and go to bed. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, show me your deflated balloon. I'd love to see it. <laughs> Why don't, why don't you go and go uh, possess up a cup of coffee and see what happens? Maybe sober up a little bit. Um, yeah, and he's just he's got another lot. Like he, he gets on top of her, you know, very much like attacking her now, and he just starts screaming, "We want the angel! We want the angel!" <laughs> and um, he starts to retch a little bit here. Oh God! And this is—I mean, this—we're body horror. All of a sudden, you just—I did not see this coming. No, this is insane. It's like, and yeah, like it's just—I and thank God, you know, I'm I'm an older man now. I'm much more responsible. The next time I vomit from drinking, I'll think about this. Thank God I didn't see this earlier because this would have been my entire twenties. It's just thinking. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, oh great, it's Poltergeist two again. Oh, here it comes. I'm pulling a Craig T. Nelson again. <laughs> look, oh. look, tell everybody to get out of the house. There's going to be a being on your floor that is going to turn into a mutant tower of faces, and it's going to be bad. Oh. It, it, this thing is really kind of creepy. It, it turns into a giant worm, and then it starts getting like rib cage and uh, bones and stuff. It's very disgusting, this thing he pukes at. This is a a, a stunt actor, by the way. 
a triple amputee stunt actor who did a couple of horror movies, uh, triple amputee from Vietnam. But like that was his career was like being uh, like kind of yeah scary beings that don't have arms and legs. It sort of looks like the Wishmaster is starting to form. Dude, yes, it does. Yes. yes, I was just gonna say it looks like Baby Wishmaster. <laughs> I love Baby Wishmaster. <laughs> the best thing about this 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 creature is uh, it, it, it's like uh, edging. It's trying to get to the bathroom. <laughs> yes, and, and, and then it like turns to look at Craig T. Nelson and gives him a cocked eyebrow. <laughs> yes, dude, it totally because like they they give it so that like the the makeup configuration on on the actor doing the stunt work here is it looks sort of like Kane. It's actually you know what it reminded me of, guys, very much like a Beetlejuice moment yes. out here. Yeah, but yeah, you're totally right, Kevin. This is kind of like a eh. <laughs> just like scurries yeah. out it's kind of great um, this eh, is a- almost fucked your wife eh, back <laughs> exactly. <we go>. uh, <laughs> no- and noble craig credited as vomit creature uh, <laughs> vomit geez. creature uh, he, he started off in a movie uh called as tim mcgraw the snake man uh, 1973 followed it up with vomit creature here uh then uh was sewer monster in big trouble in little china Ooh. uh okay. I, I, he's I, in, yep okay he's in the blob as puddle soldier mm. and Ooh. nightmare on elm street 5 as merging freddy so he, he, he played okay. freddy krueger uh, cool. look at and this. then uh bride of reanimator as uh the reanimated crypt creature that, that was his last okay. performance. Yeah. Oh wow. He worked with some greats. I he don't did. know. That, that's some. That's a career, man. Totally. Definitely. Is he? A, is is this a war hero still with us, Steve? Uh, he passed on in 2018. Ooh, that's too bad. By the way, if anybody wow. ever gets a chance to see, it's pretty fun. Is it? Yeah, it's a fun little movie. It's a snake. It's like a snake horror movie. I'll have to yeah. see it. There you oh, go. That actually no, no. might have actually been on the poster for all I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, fucked your wife. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. I'm out of here. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. <laughs> Almost got her. No, 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 no. Craig Nelson blows smoke in the thing's face, dude. This is where he right. uses his smoke power. Yeah. He, he shotguns at him, uh, which is fun. It's it's <laughs> it is weird, like. That this we get this part in this movie. It's just so not in that first movie. Like you get that like kind of. It seems very much like the end of Ghostbusters one. That big like tarantula ghost kind of a thing happens at the end of, the, the, of both. Yes, one. dude. The, the thing that um it crawls under the Washington Square Park arch. Yes, yeah. During oh, the Flip yeah, City yeah. montage. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, I thought the same exact thing. You know, yeah. in, in the first movie, where there's there's brief moments of like fleeting gore like one guy thinks he's ripping his face off and we watch a guy rip his face off and this sequel those the moments that are kind of like that are like this like the fucking weird creature guy on the floor what's weird is like it's i mean we've talked about how much of a hodgepodge it is but right after this little like monster part happens and they 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 rid themselves of the monster right here and they're like kids 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 and they open the door and then it's a bunch of extras from the thriller video, or just there. like <laughs> yes. there's just like this shot of like outright zombies, and yes. I was and we've seen these zombies before. They're just all of Kane's, you know, underlings, followers, whatever. But like, I don't know, man. Like, I get those zombies out of here. There was just a little 
you know, oh, worm creature. There, there's a bunch of fucking zombies. Like the zombies tried to attack Joe Beth Williams in the backyard at some point. Yeah, that's Th- a, there's a bunch it's of the, the same. Yeah, same zombies. Th- yeah, there's like there's also like I, I I felt a strong Fulci uh thing in this movie because like when, yeah, when they go down that. below to the uh, uh underneath the pool to find the place where they all died. They find a wet corpse with a slug coming out of its mouth. Nice. And yeah. I'm like, that's total Fulci. That, that would be totally an, in a shot from his movie. Most definitely. And then it goes, like, we, we find the kids. Uh, Carol Ann's hiding in the, in the car, and they, they get Robbie. He was you know, jerking off in the bathroom or whatever. <laughs> he a, well, he was, the funny thing is he's in a closet. And he's dressed in a... F- Full football gear. And like earlier, Craig T. Nelson's like, Robbie, that's a bit much. I'm like, dude, have you my braces? Do you remember yesterday yep. with the braces? Yeah. First of all, do you it's- do you have a fucking aunt I can stay with out of curiosity? <laughs> I mean, the, the helmet makes total sense. There's ghosts throwing around your kids all the time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. If it's I- kind of funny, Steve. They definitely do have an aunt, but that's the plot of the third movie. Oh, okay. Yes. If I was Robbie, I would just be like, whenever anybody asks me a question, like, Where are you, when are you taking me to the dentist? When are you taking I don't care what's going to happen to the house. When are you taking me to the dentist to get this demon off my teeth? Would it be a thing? Like, because I don't know how braces work. I, I never had to have them. But like, well, when, a, you... when, a, when a mom braces and a dad braces, love each other. Ah. Oh, excellent. <laughs> and then uh, he puts his slug in her. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Could you Could, like? I, I mean, how are they on there, Steve? Could you take like a screwdriver and just like no, rip them off? I mean, yes, it would be incredibly painful. They're usually like some sort of like cementish kind of. Oh, thing really? Cemented. That's how yeah. they do it. Could you oh, say, could you say it would be incredibly painful as Bane? <laughs> it would, uh, you could take them off, but it would be incredibly painful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Look at Steve taking requests from people <laughs> no inside the episode. It's listener request one. That you know what? Eric is also a listener. Thank you. <laughs> You you adopted the braces. I was born into it. <laughs> yes, I, I I lived in a black hole, and by that I mean I had braces for like six years, and nobody liked me. A, a mouth is kind of a black hole. It Isn't is it interesting <laughs> that like inside your body, it's just as dark and desolate as space itself. Yeah, that's right, dude. Although, that's some heavy shit, man. I guess it's wet and humid, which space isn't. And I guess you could breathe inside someone too. More on that could later. You? <laughs> yeah. What are you? Just, is, this, is this all inner space rules? <laughs> I don't know. That was not a documentary. Everything. <laughs> Everything is inner space rules, Chris. But, but yeah, they go to Carol Ann, who's locked herself in the car because she's like, "Can we go? Can we go?" Exactly. Uh, dude, and I, I will say, I was shocked in the, watching the first movie earlier this week. And shocked again, this dog makes it through both these motherfuckers. Yeah. All, all wins it, on this motherfucker, dude. Oh, yeah. No Incre- losses. And what's this, what's this dog's name? E-Bombs World? What is this? <laughs> what do they call this dog? I missed it. I really did. I e- think I- it's like E-Boz or E-Buzz or something. Let me look it up. Ebert. I, it's <laughs> Ebert. Yeah, our no, dog I Ebert. Know. I don't know. Let's. You're looking it up, Steve? <laughs> yeah. You're Googling poltergeist dog maybe it'll have like a picture of a ghost dog e buzz is his name e buzz uh, i don't know what's going on what's there man E-Buzz? sounds like a name of a vape yeah when, when did e buzz pass on <laughs> i'm looking it up um our favorite movie dogs e buzz and poltergeist um yeah we got a tombstone on that guy <laughs> i think e buzz was probably also a victim of the poltergeist curse mm. <laughs> exactly <laughs> 
They wanted to have him in the third movie, but he got hit by a car. He's murdered in a gangland slaying. <laughs> <laughs> wrong place at the wrong time. Tried to buy a pack of gum at the wrong street corner, and boom. Yeah, I got nothing. No, dude. Also, e-, e Buzz, E Buzz, great dog actor. Also, huge drug kingpin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so you don't have a date, so we'll just no. presumed dead. I think we'll say. Well, yeah. I th- I, this week at nineteen eighty-five, <laughs> this dog is not thirty-three years old. I'm, I'm gonna guess no. the dog's not thirty-three years old. Probably not. Uh, so then the movie becomes another horror movie because we're in this car, we're trying to get out of here, and now it's just like flying ghost shit and this is uh, it's a, such a dumb i feel it's a, a dumb toby hooper reference the chains yes, are flying all over mm-hmm. the place but I also was, so that's happening the chains around the bumper of the car yeah it's a little much the chainsaw adds a moment of levity for me i thought it was kind of cute and fun but it was yeah. cool i was into it i mean it, it's just so bonkers i will say um they did uh they thought they were going to release this movie as a 3d movie but then like jaws yes. 3d did so poorly and they just didn't do that so that's where that's why the chainsaw you, is coming right at you. you you could see that in the trailer even like that because they really highlight the chainsaw shot in the trailer oh did they really oh, yeah. oh nice um yeah and so like craig t nelson finally just peels out well first of all the dog great, is ripping at these like these like uh i don't, I don't know what you'd call it, like power electrical cables. cables it's amazing the dog and i think that this is more fucking stephen king and uh, steven spielberg shit because they definitely shock this dog in this scene because this dog is like yep. fuck this yep yep you see the dog like a shock like a spark comes out of one of these things and the dog's like the fuck was that <laughs> look look i'm gonna be square with you if a, if an animal isn't hurt on during the process it's not a spielberg picture okay you have to kind of hurt an animal that's true you know how you uh get that little uh PETA disclaimer at the end of your movie nine grand it's not that expensive okay <laughs> we buried so many horses on the set of raiders of the lost ark we had to bury them too too high okay on the set of the terminal i had to punch a few pigeons just to meet the quota <laughs> i know both movies we ate like kings though yeah we used a lot of uh, cgi horses in war horse because we killed all the original ones <laughs> <laughs> there were no horses left alive anywhere near where they were filming. Yeah, I had a, was I, Steven Spielberg a uh, a secret producer on Luck? <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> yeah, a war horse. Yeah, it's a movie about. I, I actually had a, 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 a war between horses, and they all died uh, just to feed me, feed my dark soul before I could make a picture. Feed my dark soul. <laughs> um, there's a thing that's insane that happens. So Craig T. Nelson, he yeah. bashes through the driveway door, goes super fast down this driveway. I hate backing out of these driveways where there's like walls on both sides, a narrow driveway like that. And this is exactly why Craig T. Nelson, like a goddamn pinball machine, you know, against yeah. the walls here. But the, did you notice the crazy bit of extra driving that happens? Like he gets out of the driveway and it's like, all right, we got to go to Cuesta Verde. Let's go. He does a quick just loop around the neighbor's lawn and fucks up their whole yard for no reason. Ah, good. Fuck him. It's just kind of great. Like, the whole lawn is destroyed because he's, like, doing donuts before they take <laughs> off. Leaning on the horn as he does it. Fuck you! Yeah, Jeff, okay, yeah, yeah, your fence is a little fucked up. Try having your house implode, all right? See ya! <laughs> 
And meanwhile, meanwhile, Robbie's like, are we going to the orthodontist? Is this, uh, are we going to stop at the orthodontist <laughs> before we get to Costa Verde? Or I, I can't help but notice that uh, the orthodontist is south, you're going north. What's going on here? I haven't heard the words oral surgeon in a while, and I would love to hear them. Uh, but yeah, so they, they get back to Cuesta Verde. Tangina is just there hanging out. She's like, oh, you finally made it. I've been sleeping in this hole for a week. <laughs> I just knew you'd come back. Also something I know. Hey, Craig T. Nelson. Ooh, I see your future child. You're going to be in a show with Dick Van Dyke's brother. <laughs> It's going to last longer than you want it to, child, <laughs> but you're going to be having a great time. And they're, they're going to try to bring it back many decades later, but then everybody's going to agree that it sucks balls. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they, they brought that one back too, huh? They, they tried about that. They yes. tried to, and it like I don't even think they aired it. It was so bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know that they aired it. I mean, they should have taken a note. Uh Another production that should have taken a note from the failed coach reboot was the uh, failed Murphy Brown. Yeah, reboot. dude. Wow. Yeah. Let's uh, let's just not air. Like we watched the first episode of it and it was like, nah. Well, because both of them did the stupid, like the weirdest choice was like I think in both coach and in that, like their 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 children are like political yes. commentators. Well, that was Murphy Brown's son was like also a reporter or something. Yeah. And he's like more right. Like he's a little bit more mod or right wing or something like that. And like it coach's son was going to be like a liberal. Oh, oh, oh so, is that yeah. right? It was guys, can't uh, have that. hell. Hell on earth. Well, you hear the new news about Frazier coming back now. Yeah, which, I did see that. And I just saw, I just watched Moonstruck the other night. Awesome movie. Uh, got the criterion Great. and John Mahoney's in it. And it just reminded me like. How the fuck are you gonna do Frasier without John Mahoney? Good yeah, luck, dude. Possible. Good fucking luck. Well, make him a poltergeist. <laughs> oh no, oh, Niles Jesus. Dad's chair. <laughs> it's moving around. <laughs> the, just the uh, it's like reclining and then declining <laughs> yeah. again. Frasier like, that'd be awesome. Draws a circle on the floor. Oh, watch this, Niles. Puts <laughs> Dad's chair in the one circle and then goes across the room to the other circle. Oh no! This uh, our our the the living room is uh, haunted by Dad, and the bedroom is haunted by Eddie, and the courtyard is haunted by Maris. <laughs> She's still alive. She's just still wafer thin and wandering around. Uh, I mean, I, I totally feel you on that, Steve. That was my thought too. I mean, the thing is, we just finished like the full series rewatch a few months ago, um, and. You know, yes, the interaction with John Mahoney was always great, but like that show was still able to fire on all cylinders, having Kelsey Grammer interact with any of the other three leads also. Sure. So like if they could get them, which I mean, you know, I, they, they can they're get not them. they're not doing much. <laughs> like you, you could do something, but you're right, it's gonna be weird without Martin for sure. I think also the problem is going to be that uh Kelsey Grammer lost his sense of humor. <laughs> yep. I don't think also he's funny that, anymore. Yeah. He's just not yeah. funny anymore. It's fine. It happens. But like it just happened and like now he just does money plane movies. Like that's what his My life question, is. Going. Though, he is only like, made one money plane, Chris, to be fair. He's gonna make more stop it. Stop I hope so. pretending but Kelsey Grammer is though. gonna have a non money plane career. But Chris, Chris, <laughs> hang on a second. 
But you're acting as if Kelsey Grammer was hilarious anytime he wasn't playing Frasier. When was that? Uh, what what, yeah, what else? Guess. What else did this comedic genius give us that you're referencing? Well, I mean, that's uh, oh, Bob. Sideshow Bob, for sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Sideshow Bob. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But also, I would say I don't know. I Frasier guess we'll have to enough. see. Like, if you create a character like Frasier, I'm kind of, if it's that big and you get that many laughs out of it, that's fine. But that's what I'm saying, though, is like, I'm sure he can still play Frasier. I, you I know brought, what I mean? I brought up his IMDb. Who could forget Down Periscope? Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh. dude, I saw that shit in the theater. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. It might be a stay tuned, actually. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Frasier reboot aside, <laughs> we, we get back to Cuesta Verde. Uh, we go down into the graveyard cave situation, and uh, Diane and Carol Ann get sucked away to the other side immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not down there for three minutes. It's a thing. They're where, consumed by the other side. You've got, I mean, the ending of this movie is so slapdash and so short. Yeah. You needed to, if, you, if your idea is you got to hit that 90 minute mark. You've got to cut the middle then, because like the ending is the whole thing. Or did they run yep. out of money? Yep. Like I'm just really confused. I know. I think it's a. We thought this other stuff was way more interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Because yeah. this ending, it takes two seconds to wrap this whole thing up. Right. So they're they're in the other side, and uh, then it's like, oh, the love of the family is what's going to destroy everyone. Obviously, if it was, if you were a single mother, you're you're dead. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you don't love enough. You mm-hmm. need to have a nuclear family to survive a ghostly encounter, apparently. <laughs> and then uh, we get the spear. Like, wait, Craig T. Nelson walks into the fire, this fire portal to the other side. Pretty interesting detail that Taylor cooks up. Yeah, it's neat. Yeah, Taylor's just there too. I guess like her and uh, Tangina and Taylor were just kind of like hanging out in this hole for a couple days. Yeah, dude, just getting. I the think because they dragon. knew. Hey, uh, Taylor, uh, <laughs> did, you, did you bring enough beer, child? I think this is like a three twelve pack situation, and I can really put him away, y'all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Taylor, he's got big arms. Thirty racks. Bring two thirty racks. Yeah, down totally. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Taylor, I already had 12 beers before I drove over here, child. Oh, is all you have to eat is Lunchables? Oh, damn. <laughs> Taylor, you should have. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Taylor, I, I don't know. Could you get some apples or something? Like, my God. Taylor, do you really think a powerful psychic such as myself can survive on nothing but PBR and Slim Jims, y'all? <laughs> oh, a party bag of bugles? Come on, Taylor. <laughs> what are you doing? I appreciate that bags of combos are very expensive nowadays. <laughs> but we can't just sustain on all of them, child. <laughs> Ooh, ranch Pringles swinging a miss, Taylor. <laughs> Did you seriously only bring beer and clear Pepsi? <laughs> oh, man. Ew. Well, I thought that, you know, Taylor's speaking. I'm not doing an impression. <laughs> oh, sure. I thought getting crystal Pepsi would keep us, you know, it, more in tune with the new age. Yes. <laughs> it's like crystals. 
Hey, Taylor, have you found a non-haunted place to piss in this cave? Because honestly, I don't want all these ghosts looking at me. And I've been drinking beer after beer. I've been putting them back. I got to break the seal, Taylor. Taylor's definitely pissing in some skull's mouth. He doesn't give a shit. Oh, Taylor, I apologize for asking you to bring some greens. I couldn't have thought that asparagus was the greens you were going to think of. This place is unlivable now, child. Evacuate. <laughs> Strap in, Taylor. This is going to get disgusting real quick, y'all. It's like living in a bath of ammonia. It's <laughs> terrible. Uh, yeah. So, so he's, yeah. Just, he's, just, he's just there and he's like... He's uh, just there. Yeah. Craig Nelson hears him and he goes to him and he's like, you got to go into the fire and fit and see the other side and stay together and yes uh if you are and uh all of your your whole family's here right every single one of them uh yeah, yeah sure <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 we we all love each other yeah put all your Definitely family into the ghost dimension right now <laughs> it's amazing and the, then t- this- uh taylor is then he puts in the spear and i thought it was going to be like grab onto it i'll pull you out but yes. nope. well it's great because not only does craig t nelson go to the other side but so does robbie and i'm just picturing this kid standing in front of the fire like so dad if we walk through this wall of flames like the dentist's office is on the other side right (laughs) get uh, get the 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 ortho there get these things off my face it's just through the fire right it it would suck for them to you know especially robbie to grow old and die and then be like oh this again (laughs) oh definitely yeah oh (laughs) Been there, done that <laughs> other side. Real impressive. They yeah, so they go through and like you know we're seeing the other side. It's kind of fun. It's it's a lot of green screen stuff, you know. Yeah, space and whatever. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks okay. It's I, like you I, know, it's yeah. the only visually interesting thing in the movie. Yeah, it's like if outer space was just spider webs or something. Mm. I just I I just don't like the fucking Wilford Brimley end of the thing face tower. Yes, that's very stupid. Right, yeah, that yeah. was dumb. And it was apparently a fake out. Uh like, oh, that's just what the beast wants you to see. Oh, okay. Because okay, it was so. interesting. Yeah, the one interesting thing to look at would be the fake thing, wouldn't well, you it? You just said you didn't like it. Uh, but it's interesting. Like it's the same thing with the brace thing. Like it breaks Chris, up the monotony of it, so something Chris, to look at at least. I'm gonna throw a spear through the internet and hit you. <laughs> a light spear? You're not with your whole family, Eric. You can't do that. That's true. I would ver- I would perish in front of ghosts because I don't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why ghosts don't even bother with single people. I gotta fuck them. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, so no fun here haunting a one person. So they like they they defeat uh, Kane here by throwing that spear in him. Yes, but then yeah, uh, that's it. In all this, of thirty seconds, grand. What a grand well, battle it was. Well, to be fair, like the uh, uh, the little girl, uh, Carol Ann, disappears. Right, she goes into the light. Yeah, in the in the scuffle, she gets she gets knocked loose uh, from the family, yeah. and just gets sucked in. And then uh, it's great. Taylor's like, I have lost. Oh boy, this is a <laughs> yikes. <laughs> That's going to... Uh, yeah. Ooh, uh, I'm so fired. I'm so fucking <laughs> fired. Hey, Taylor, I'm going to start the car, y'all. Leave these fucking white people to their, to their death. <laughs> Quick, close the fire portal, Taylor. We just got to get out of here, child. You accidentally killed that girl. <laughs> I, I can't die in prison, Taylor. <laughs> We're going to go back out to the go back out to the desert, to that tall rock, and just live there. 
<laughs> but it, uh, I guess the grandma, I guess, is the angel here. Is that right? Yes. yes. That bring, yes. brings yeah. her it's, back. It is so hysterical because this woman, this grandma, ghost angel, whatever, just has this look on her face like, well, lucky thing I died. Goodbye, <laughs> family. I think it turns out, you know, Carol Ann, you know, heaven didn't want her and hell was afraid she'd take over. <laughs> Yes, heaven, heaven that, is full. That's right. I've saved Carol Ann. Now you better stop fucking smoking. You better stop fucking smoking or I'm taking her back. You hear me? And when, when heaven is full, the dead will walk the earth. And now, you know, your daughter has gone all the way to heaven and back. She's a zombie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Craig T. Nelson, absolutely terrible line when they come back from the other side. He goes to Taylor and he's like, some battle, huh? And I was like, no, it wasn't. It was terrible. Did you see what just happened? You were in there for four minutes. Garbage. It sucks. And then they just kind of... Zelda Rubenstein disappears. Dude, yes, this is the the grandest of continuity errors right here. Yes. She's just gone. And then Taylor is just like, hey, man, so uh, about my price kind of a thing. <laughs> It's like, I can't help but notice that your whole family's alive, and uh, I still don't have a car, so, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's this whole weird thing earlier in the film where, like, he works on it, and then, like, it still doesn't drive right, and Craig T. Nelson's doing a lot of, like, that guy purposely ruined my car. uh uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, so then, yeah, the dude takes it. But the funniest thing is... You see them, they all come out of this hole because Zelda Rubenstein is right there with Carol Ann. There's a really bad ADR where they have her say something stupid like, that place was crazy. (laughs) Go back. It is something like that. I swear to you. That is the wackiest place I've been in a while. (laughs) Like you see her standing right there holding the child. It cuts in on this two shot of Taylor and Craig T. Nelson. They have the bit about like, oh, your car's uh, still not happy unless I take it with me. And he drives off. And then it's this gag of like, wait a minute, how are we going to get home? And the movie ends with Craig T. Nelson running after being like, Taylor, we need the car. And like Zelda Rubenstein is not standing there. She's absolutely not standing there. It's insane. Oh, (sighs) no. In one last last thrash of violence, Kane took my life, child. (laughs) Ooh, I got pulled back into the pool hole, y'all. <laughs> but she's in the third one, right? She is. She's back in the third one. Yeah. I mean, I don't I know I was reading something about like she had to leave part of the production uh or no, that was the third That's one. The third she had to one. leave the Yeah, in the third movie she had to leave the production cuz her mother died. So I I don't know why uh, she's missing from this shot. It is the grandest of fuck-ups. Oh, child, like at the end while the fucking uh, Craig T. Nelson is running after the car, the family's saying like she's, "Oh, oh, I'm sorry, child. I had to run into the house and take a piss." <laughs> after all that, I I had been drinking beer and Mountain Dew and all other shit. I had to piss immediately. What happened? They probably filmed a, like a goodbye scene with her, and then yeah. they just thought it was repetitive to do another one with Taylor, so they just cut it. And but I mean, the end is so lame of them like running after their car, shaking their fists. It's like yep. a, it's like a bad like Benny Hill bit. It's like of. a yeah. Captain Ron ending. Yep, it's like <laughs> a, antic fool who we've been hanging out with did one last like fool thing, and that's how we end our movie. You're but right. that's, I, it, it's a fucking family horror movie. Well, the thing is, we, we're introduced with Craig T. Nelson always being a fucking, like, 
mad ape and, and we laugh at his antics, you know, like trying to get beer home in the first movie. Sure. And I think it's just trying to establish that, like, everything's back to normal. Look at this lovable oaf getting into one of his scrapes by yelling at some dude. Right. Now, the, now, like, yeah, the biggest problem is, like, it's a sitcom problem. Exactly. Well, right. The first movie ends on a joke, too, but it's a pretty it's a pretty good one. They, they go to a motel, obviously, and, like, the last shot is Craig T. Nelson wheeling the TV out angrily of oh, the room yeah. yes. and slamming the door, yes. and they go to bed. And, like, that's that's a joke that works, and it's, like, kind of a fun little punchline. Yeah, yeah, but this yeah, this it's is a not. joke that ties into like the struggle, yes. you know, that they just went through and everything. This is just like he's taking your car. <laughs> you, you, you don't have a ride or nothing. Isn't that funny? Yeah, you're waiting for like the big like Sam and Dave horn score to come in. Yes, exactly. And like, no, it was a ghost movie. Or it should have been, or Aiko Aiko is going to start playing, yes. you know, like, yes, that's <laughs> my grandma. You, you, oh, grandma. my God. You have that you've pinpointed exactly, I think, what we've been, really been trying to encapsulate, Steve, but you're right. It's the it's it ends on a joke that if Aiko Aiko started playing as the credits rolled, it would all feel totally natural. Exactly. Yeah. Like the end of K nine, right? I think that's <laughs> one of the biggest one of the biggest Aiko Aiko endings ever, right? Uh Man, yeah, total fucking Duke catastrophe. This movie. I mean, oof, so bad that like, I, I haven't seen it in a while, but I'm pretty sure part three, for all the troublesome stuff with that production and all the tragedies and everything, I think it might still be a better movie than this one. I'm not entirely sure about that, but the only returning characters are Carol Ann and and uh, Zelda Rubenstein's characters. That's it. No one else from these movies are in it. And in that way, it's like then it's at least just a series about a haunted girl. Right. Like it's still it's still kind of a different family. So it still feels like that idea you were talking about, Eric, where it's like this movie should have just been a different family altogether anyway. Yeah, but yeah. if they get rid of if it's just the little girl, then it's sort of like you streamline it. You don't have to deal with all these other characters. So yep. I could see that. And it's tran it's transplanted to Chicago. They live they have an apartment in the the Hancock Tower. Um. Yeah, it, it's a completely different feeling movie, which I think is the move. I mean, we're literally back in the same goddamn hole from the last movie yep. on this one. Uh, but that is the movie. Would anybody recommend it? We'll start with you, Steve Sadak, big I, Poltergeist fan. Actually, I don't like either of these movies. Uh, I don't. I <laughs> that's actually, a, that's, yeah. I, I, I would recommend. It's a light recommend for me on this one. I think that the 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 vomit monster is really something to behold and the <laughs> ensuing wacky chaos and that that 20 minute stretch for me is worth it it's a pill inside it's 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 the bacon inside of the that that surrounds the pill of this movie kind of a thing mm -hmm. i the movie's a mess but it, it's a very light recommend for me uh eric siska yeah um i i do like the first movie enough like i'm not i'm not one of the biggest fans of it um but i would say check that out and if you really like it then maybe check this one out i wouldn't recommend it necessarily at all i didn't care for this movie i think there's a lot of nothing surrounding uh not much although the uh the little worm guy was fun, so there you go. <laughs> uh, Chris Cabin? Uh, no, God, this movie sucks. Uh, the the I actually am a pretty big fan of the first one. I think you get uh, a lot of the good stuff from Spielberg and a lot, a lot, a lot of good stuff from Hooper in that. Um, but yeah, this to me is just like uh, we had no idea of what we wanted to do for this second one, so we just took a hundred ideas and threw them all at the wall. 
uh and yep. it and it the end like it doesn't feel like a movie to me like i really like i mean what i meant at the beginning like to me this is just a bunch of ideas let's try them half baked throw them together maybe we put poltergeist 2 above it maybe it makes sense to people doesn't really make sense to me first one was really good though so yeah yeah, I mean, I, I think that first movie is fine. Uh, like I said, I think three might be better than this. I don't know. I mean, if you like that first one, continue the journey. What I would also recommend, though, is the the remake is actually not half bad. Oh, really? I didn't even um, know there was yeah. one. Yeah, it came out in like 2015, I think. Sounds I believe right. Sam Rockwell is yep. the dad. Yep. Um, wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's... I remember being like, oh, okay. Like, it tries to lean in more on being like a straight up horror movie than I think even Poltergeist one does. Um, but I would say that's kind of also worth your time, but really only if like any of these sequels are only worth your time. If you watch that first one and you're like, yeah, I could do a little more with this, but if, if yeah, if Poltergeist one doesn't grab you, don't bother. Um, so that's it. That is Poltergeist two from 1986 directed by Brian Gibson. Uh, and of course a big thank you to Gary Dean who uh, called this one in the only person to request Poltergeist 2. That, pretty impressive yeah. that this got through. Well, you, Good that's, job, that's Gary. the odds You here. know, I'm starting to think that he might be a ghost from the other mm. side. That makes sense. Ooh, right? yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That professional, uh, you know, you that professional phone call, he's calling from the 50s or something. <laughs> uh, big thanks to him for calling this one in. And now, uh, if you want more We Hate Movies, of course, over on Patreon, Listener Request Month is also going on. Patreon.com slash We Hate Movies. We have a We Love Movies episode all up about Goodfellas. Hey. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, Three yeah. hour ep. Oof. Yeah, man. And we yep. got a two hour episode of Melrose 210 on the $10 feed there on the Walsh. That's a banger. Uh, you've. We also have coming up pretty soon, I think. What day, what, what day are we here? Uh, this is 360. Yeah, this is uh, the third week, yeah. Sometime in the next two weeks, we'll be dropping the Snyder Sessions on that is right. our uh, $10 tier there, which is our take on the four-hour Snyder Cut. Boy, <laughs> <laughs> boy, boy, boy. Oh, boy, boy. oh yeah. Looking at, at when we're recording this right now, we got another, unfortunately... It looks like another twelve days to wait until we can see that masterpiece. Mm. <laughs> uh, but we're 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 really excited about that, of course. Uh, and and as always on the free feed, we hate movies uh, continues next Tuesday. There will be an all new listener requested episode. Uh, and and Steve, what are folks making us watch next week? Uh, pack some rations and get some extra oxygen because we'll be going to the vertical limit. <laughs> uh, I can't wait. I never saw it. So I never saw it either. Have no, I just know. Th- this one was requested a couple times as well, and I know it's a uh, a Chris O'Donnell joint. Yeah, nice, love yeah. it. Yeah, ooh. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> so until next week with sexy Chris O'Donnell, I'm Andrew Jupin, Stephen Sadak, Eric Siska, Chris Cabin. Take it easy, child. That was a HeadGum Podcast.